goal! Yes, 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 yes! That was a goal! Striker! Eat that! And another! Bing Bang sticking in! Thank you and good night! What? That was liquid football! Uh, shit! Did you see that? Your friends of Monday Madness, and welcome to the Christmas special, officially, of the That Was Liquid Football podcast. We're only just annoying Neil, by the way. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's our Grinch for today. Well, I'm actually already the Grinch, so it's actually mad that I think we should take turns Grinchy. every year, you know, because I think it kind of freshens it up a bit. Pretty know? much, yeah. It's like squad rotation, you know? I think we all, in general, are equal Grinchy. But, I think so, you know, yeah. For the podcast, for the sake of the podcast, mm. we'll pick one. Yeah, yeah it'd be very samey, like, you don't want to, you don't want to turn people off immediately. Give, <laughs> give us 15 minutes and then fuck off. Like, that's how it normally works, according to our algorithms. Um, so... You've probably heard the uh, uh, rundown we did yesterday on our beautiful Spotify account. Thank you for subscribing, if you have, by the way. If not, shame on you and your family. Um, so we're going to move on then to our... They will f- die as a result of your lackadaisical nature. Yeah. In fact, the fact that you weren't here for a 10-minute debate on Wolves versus West Ham is really the reason it's all going to go pear-shaped for you in 2020. You know, if you haven't won. And Wolves are the good ones. Wolves are the good ones. We have kept checking. VAR is on the ball this week, confirming that. So... It, this is our more, um, I suppose, looser, is, if it's fair to say, podcast, where we have actual Drunker. segments. Drunker, Drunker as well, yeah. Drunker. And tireder in our case, because yes. we're all dying of uh, mm-hmm. various illnesses. <coughs> so, that kind of proves the point. But, as always, on this podcast, we're going to start off with a round of Transfer Guff. Oh! And this week, because of straight a certain... Straight in, no kissing. No kissing, no, straight in there. Straight, straight up, no kissing, by. Yeah, absolutely. Just straight in, nice and dry. So, <laughs> you have... Um, speaking of nice and dry, is Chelsea at the moment because they have got their uh, transfer ban rescinded. Mm. Already because... So gates are about to open. So yes. apparently they've got 150 million quid to spend in January mm-hmm. and they're going to spend all of it <laughs> buying <Okay>. everyone, you <laughs> fucking... <laughs> you spend all of it sucking ass. <laughs> To be fair, like I was, they actually did a good field gigantic anus. They could do. I mean, it depends. A vacuum packed anus. Yeah. So did literally, literally a. Uh, Surely they've done that before already with Shevchenko, or maybe Zhirkov. Zhirkov's a Zhirkov, Zhirkov, yeah. just Shev- He's like Carvalho. Carvalho on parallel for rare. Shevchenko yeah. like Russian for sucking ass. Well, I believe it's Ukrainian for sucking ass. <laughs> and by the way, all to our Ukrainian viewers, make sure to vote for him in the next election. Um, we don't want to. We don't want to be accused of like you know manipulating another election, you know. Like that's I know that's a sensitive <laughs> subject at the moment. <laughs> that's assume, that's assuming you get to vote in your election. <laughs> Without getting attacked with polonium. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as I said, this is a Chelsea only round of transfer guff. Um if you're not familiar with this segment, I have taken two real stories from reputable sources. Fresh air quotes heavy there. Yeah, uh, full of stuff in as well, just because it's Christmas. And I've taken one story that I've nicked off my FIFA save file. So one of these stories is fake. And the other two are real, as it were. So, our top story tonight okay. comes from uh, Sky Sports reporter Kavi Solikal, who understands that Chelsea will be looking to replace Olivier Giroud in January. 
he's expected to move to like somewhere like Bordeaux or Marseille in League One uh, in January. So their main target to act as a deputy to Tammy Abraham is the captain of Celta Vigo and ex Liverpool star ish. Iago Aspas. Oh, oh my God! For right? sake. So he's thirty-two years old. Celta Vigo are struggling and fighting another relegation battle. So they think that if Chelsea want him, they only have to pay about ten million euros. Ten oh, million for ten million for, for Aspas for the Celta Vigo captain. Yeah, it's a captain of the club. Like no, 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 no. The fact that we've said ten million for Iago Aspas, and you've gone, yeah. The ca- club captain. captain. Club captain. That doesn't yeah. make it. That doesn't make it better. But that, that doesn't start. justify ten million. Yeah, I know. I know you're not. I, we're not on. They board could put the, They could put the fucking mascot as the club as the team captain. Which they, and people which are like, "What oh, ten million for him?" Well, he is the club captain. You fucking tired. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's still Iago Aspas. I am simply reading what I have on the paper here. He was okay? as useless now as he was when he was twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> it was Brendan Rodgers' answer to oh, Fernando Torres. Right. Just never worked out. We'll always remember that corner against Chelsea where he went out of play. Yeah. Ah, oh, good memories. He, he, he cost us the Premier League, really. It was that corner, I think. <laughs> that was the that was the centrepiece of that really shit day. Not Gerard slipping. That was the obvious mainstream choice. No, no. Him shanking a corner out, like just straight out, mm. is what got the rest of the players that existential crisis. Yeah. Like, oh, none of it matters. <laughs> Life is meaningless. <laughs> he he stared at the abyss. And the abyss down. No, it was purely and a case where they were like, no, he didn't deserve to win the league. Yeah. <laughs> like it was. Yeah. If I if I play, that guy's gonna get a medal. Fuck that. Yes. <laughs> In any case, my second story to share with you is comes from the Daily Star. As you know, reputable sources always. Reputable. They're reporting that Chelsea want to derail a move that Barcelona are planning to make for a forward from Sassolo called Jeremy Boga. Now, again, you might not be uh, up forward on your obscure Vitas Arnhem teams over the year, but Boga was a former Chelsea player. Wait a minute, Vitas Arnhem player not going to Chelsea. Right? Oh, this is clearly bullshit. So, Boga was sold to Sassolo. Oh, wait a minute. That might be it. Mm. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Keep, keep a pin on it, lad. Keep a pin on it. So, he was sold to Sassolo for two and a half million last season, right? Yeah. Now he's a mainstay in the team. He's like scoring a goal every three games, which is decent for Sassolo because they're wank, essentially. And apparently, they have a buyback clause for that player, and it's only £4 million, according to the Daily Star. Mm-hmm. So it's a bargain deal as fucking anything can go, really. Like, this is Michael Edwards-esque shit going on at Chelsea, apparently. My last story um, comes from the London Evening Standard, or Evening Standard, if you're, you know, Emery. <laughs> they understand that Nathan Ake is their primary target. For Bournemouth. Um, they think that him and Christensen and Rudiger, ideal part of the team, like to make up that like back three essentially. Now Bournemouth reckon they can get forty million pounds for him <laughs> off Chelsea. Again, buying them back. There's no buyback clause here. So they have to pay up front for Nathan Ake, according to the London Evening Standards. That does not ju- oh, okay. So your three stories to choose from is Iago Aspas to Chelsea, Jeremy Boga, formerly of Chelsea, back to Chelsea. Or Nathan Ake, formerly of Chelsea, back to Chelsea. I cannot see Aspas being rated. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that. I can't. Okay, Aspas so, has got to be bollocks. So you're both going for Aspas here, yeah? Mm-hmm. Can't no. Okay. Um, my first real story is indeed the one about Nathan Ake. In fact, everyone's got this story. Guardian, Times, I was supposed to choice for this one. They all reckon he's signing in January for forty million pounds. And there's only the start of basically three or four signings. Which is pretty much 
Guaranteed that he's not going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Because that's how you go. You, you curse it. You jinx it. You know, that's how it works here. Um, my other real story is from the Daily Star. And it's about Jeremy Boga. <laughs> which means my Boga story, as per... As, yeah. per yeah. as per my FIFA save file I did a few couple of hours ago, they, the game sold off Giroud and replaced him with Aspas. Because on, on, on FIFA, he's rated 82, which is the same as... Uh, Giroud is 80. Actually, no, I'm wrong. 79. So that shows you... If anything proves well, fairness, you... Yeah, I could see Giroud as an 80 <coughs> on a scale of 10. Love it. Any nine numbers in there has to be 69. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the way it works like even though just the, even right in Mark decided like. that's as about as filthy as you've ever gotten in the podcast and even then I'm actually quite amazed yeah it's you've serious, actually, made, it's you've like actually a made a proper filth joke proper sex joke a proper sex filth joke I, I think you've been you've been hanging out with us too long man this is this is it like this is the dear I just miss Jiru yeah he's only making dick jokes now of like one every five minutes maybe depends <laughs> We'll, we'll time it, we'll time it. So yes, so Nathan Ake, Jeremy Boger, they were the real stories, Aspas was my bogus one. And if anything, that shows you how shy FIFA 20 is, because they thought that was going to happen. Oh, anyway, let's move on then to the moment where we all keep giving out, and we all love to do it, it's the Hand of Cod. This fella Ronaldo is a cod. I don't care what he goes. I thought he, yeah. he was fucking dreadful. Lord Liddell, he said, he ran away and left his way for a young one. So, boo, boo earns to you too. Uh, seeing that you were the first to speak up, uh, Rachel, do you want to yeah. start? Um, so I don't have a women's football rundown this week mm. uh, on the podcast. We kind of did it yesterday. Did it, yeah, yeah, we did a little bit yesterday, and uh, also I'm going to rip into my card of the week, which is Steph Houghton. A woman. A woman. A woman. A woman. Oh God. Has feminism turned on itself? <laughs> She's turned on it feminism. Like oh. the snake eating its own tail. <laughs> or eating its own eggs. Oh! I'm <laughs> really proud of that joke because you stared at the mic. Yeah. I love she's that. Fucking giving I'm the waiting incels. for the mic to react. Yeah, she's giving the incels fucking so much ammo right now. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Steph Houghton during the week was doing a podcast um, similar to one of these. Yes, and, you should uh, listen to ours instead. And um, on it, she was asked, uh, Do you watch women's football? Mm. And, you know, she is the England captain, the spokesperson for women's football in England. Yeah. And she said, uh, oh, it was kind of phrased in the way of like, oh, growing up, I didn't mm. have the option to watch women's football. Now, you know, there is that option to watch women's football. And then she's like, but given the choice, I would rather watch men's. Mm. And it's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, that's such a fucking PR blunder mm. that like, she should have to go back to media training for this. Um, like, 
Uh, okay, whatever. If it is your opinion that you don't like watching women's football, mm. but you're a professional being paid by two clubs, by, by two sporting bodies. She's mm. paid by the FA, yeah, and she's paid by Man City. She's been paid for two separate for do, playing women's football, and she's like, mm, no, nah, I don't really like it. No, yeah, play. it's that kind of like it's so like contradictory to what like her public image is because as you said she's kind of one of the front runners for women's football people know who she is yeah her face she's is used captain. to post it yeah and then the other thing is the whole egg thing is that like she kind of she does like these I actually didn't realise it was a series I thought it was a once off ad mm. that she did for some egg company yeah <laughs> and she does adverts for this egg company yeah. where she's cooking in the kitchen and like she does these terribly <coughs> acted out ads mm. And, like, they don't even bring in the joke of, like, oh, you know, like, the kind of... <laughs> the postmodern notion of a woman cooking to sell eggs. Yeah. <laughs> She's just badly cooking eggs. <laughs> She does badly acting, and then she's going like, "Oh, I you know, a great way to get my skills in is I like to do a session while cooking some eggs, and it's really oh, like, like please splice like, in a voice, like." Uh, I'm trying to find the clip of it, yeah. No, just, no, no. If you if you couldn't find right, uh, there's clips of Michael Owen doing his Katari shit. Oh my shit. god! Yeah, I was just going to bring this up. I'm going to the golf course. And because he's doing it behind the green screen and mm. he's meant to be in a helicopter. <laughs> and he's just sitting there going, my favourite place is the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine the he's blankest... he's in a fucking helicopter and you're going, oh my God, when he spliced that in, it's going to be exclusive. If the egg company had paid her and mm. done the whole irony thing of like the, all the comment sections on any social media post yeah. about women's football, like get back in the kitchen... Like, it would have been funny if it's like, oh, look, here I am back in the kitchen and look, I'm doing football. Yeah, it was like, like a comedy skit. I'm re- like, like, I'm not in advertising, but that would be a funny skit. Yeah. That would get people buying eggs. Yeah. Or at the very least, get people going, all right, then, it's not misogynistic, but it's good. I like it. Yeah. It's, but, no, it's, it's, it's juxtaposition, just, lads. One of the basics oh. of comedy. There was one of the... Like, I was trying to explain this <coughs> to Nordy the other day, and I was like, no, you can't understand how bad this is. Like... And then I showed him a clip. Now, I didn't realise there's a series of videos. So I'd mm. just seen the one. And then I saw this other one yeah. where she's like, ah, while I'm waiting for this to cook, I can do some... And she starts doing keepy uppies. But she only gets two before the ball flies off and they cut <laughs> to, the, <laughs> to the finished meal. I was, was kind of hoping she was doing keepy uppies with eggs. And just like, just splats on her foot. Like, it's just, like, just everywhere. And like, I'm going to keep on the camera longer all, than you all think. All of this made me get... Re- like, she used to play for Arsenal. Mm. And she was fantastic. And I was really sad to see her go. Like, she, I think, is a Manchester... Like, she's from Sunderland head more than well. But she's a mm. northern girl and she yeah. wanted to move back up north and that sort of thing. And I... I've really lost all respect for her. Like, everything that's... I've, no, I've not really kept tabs on her because she doesn't play for Arsenal anymore. Mm. I don't really follow her day-to-day Instagrams and stuff. I didn't realise this whole... egg oriented. It is. <laughs> if you look her up, it's like Steph Houghton and you put an E, right? And yeah. the first thing that comes up is England. Egg. Yeah. Next thing that comes up is Steph Houghton eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird Google search to have. It's like, oh my- <laughs> Oh, I need something very specific for my virtual fertilization. <laughs> so I just want Steph Houghton. Just want Steph Houghton. To be fair, there are weird fans out there that would totally want Possibly. just that. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a ser- yeah, that's that, an internet search section. Yeah, that's like the that's like the used socks of professional football. Like yeah. that's just a thing. By destroying the reputation of women's football and women in general, yeah. fuck you, Steph Houghton. That's I hope, my card. I hope you're enjoying that egg money that you're. Uh, <laughs> 
Like, like how much like does she have to be like you should watch the ads they're fucking horrendous I might, I'll spice it in like when we have a bit of quiet they do they do cross the line into so bad it's good no, no. actually let's answer no. the question it's atrocious no let's answer the question I think right? I'm too angry to you, get <laughs> you made a you made a good one with Michael Owen that was a bad one right uh, the Steph Hughes one is bad have you ever seen Wayne Rooney's ad Oh, Bruno's for Castillo was. del Diablo. Casadera del Diablo. Yes. The, the wine. Yeah, the wine. Yeah, right. So the whole plot He's of it. So that's for them. There's a genuine plot about this, right? Because what did him. they set him on fire? No, <laughs> and then, and then realize it does nothing to him. No, I'll tell you what it was. Right, Man United had a like sponsorship. They basically endorsed that wine. Right? Yeah, they're the Red Honestly. Devils, and yeah. it's, a, it's a devil. It's the house of the devil wine. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I guess. the ad was basically this kind of like weird, like almost a spy drama. Where like they're beating oh, someone Oh no, called. it's already it's already terrible. So Wayne Rooney Wayne no, Rooney, twenty four years old, still looks like a fucking spud, right? He's there go in like a proper like, real smart Armani suit. And so is Emmanuel Vidic and Paul Scholes. These are the three faces of Castillo del Funny Diablo enough, out of all of them, like if you're in a group of three people and Vidic is the most human looking person. Yeah. Like it's you're not in the a good wrong pick. group yeah. of people. Like. So anyway, in fairness, it is a devil's wine. Yeah, actually, it is, it is definitely. You know yeah, yeah. I'm actually wrong with that. It was um, Vidic and Giggsy. Was it Giggs? Giggs, yes, Giggs. Because well, they surprised, they managed to surprise Giggs off his brother's wife. <laughs> I think I don't know if this is before, <laughs> after, or during. It, it could have been in the tank for a while. Like she was side, she was off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> And Roger Giggs going sponsored by Paddy. Sponsored by, yeah, he was working. He was at the Paddy Power Office going. Yeah. Why did they call me here? There's nobody here. <laughs> That's talk- how it started. It was all a fucking prank yeah, call. He's there talking to the cleaner. Yeah. Hello, my name is um, Guyan Riggs. I'm from Paddy Power. We want to do an ad campaign with you, which is all about loyalty. Loyalty? That's an odd one. Yes, it is. But it'll yeah. make sense in a couple of years. <laughs> so, anyway. We're playing the long game on this yeah. one. So, like, so, basically, like the, the three of them are in these fucking real snappy suits, right? Like, Black tie, white collar, the whole shebang. Looked like a million dollars if they were all dead. And they're going for full bond. Full thing, bond yeah. shit here, yeah. So they're in like the corporate office of Old Trafford. And you do state it's Old Trafford, right? It's because it, that's the partnership. It's between the two of them. So they're there waiting in the corporate office for this meeting. This mysterious meeting with the Diablo. And like Ryan Giggs like feeds a line to Wayne Rooney. And Wayne Rooney is looking at the window pensively. Like he's about to make a serious call on who to drop the nuke on. And it's just like, they say... He is a legend. <laughs> it's like, thanks, Wayne. You just killed the scene in one fell swoop. It was like watching fucking How many takes up. did it take? <laughs> I'd love to know. You just said, like, God, like, you've unlimited takes. Yes. And that's the one he went with. I say that was like. I guarantee there's somebody sat inside stage going, it's a joke killer. Do you know what it is? It's, it's, it's fake deviation <laughs> levels where, like, the old man was trying to be, like, all evil and he couldn't <laughs> pronounce the word Bennett. Bennett. No, it's Bennett. 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 <laughs> Bennett. Oh, Bennett. Close enough. So that's what it was. That is by far my favourite shit football or TV ad. Um, but yeah, it's you have to go see it. You'd love to see this. You'd love to see it. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's going to go really well with the uh, betting company sponsorship you'll have at Derby County now come uh, 1st of January. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a bit dubious, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I don't want to look into that. So, Neil... Would you like to uh, feed us your cards for the? When is the FAI again? Yes. The world's most shit flavored onion. Yes. The FAI peeled off another fucking layer because we slagged them off again. Like a pedo Shrek. Oh, absolutely. Only in the fact that a pedo Shrek would be somewhat more desirable. 
at this stage. I'm better in bed, probably. Genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> so we've slagged off the <laughs> we've slagged off the FBI about the treatment of the women's team. Yes. Yeah. In that they just don't think they, they don't. They we've also don't. mentioned yeah. about them being a boys' club. We've mentioned the boys' club. Mentioned the fact that they've employed John Delaney, a pretty much you know a corporate slug. Mm-hmm. And recently, the FBI have dropped the bomb. <coughs> <laughs> And a very literal bomb, because after this one, they might not actually exist. Mm. Um, so the FAI had to publish their finances, because they're under ages mass... Ages ago. Yes. Ages ago. So they've, they've had to publish their finances ages ago, but now they've had to publish their actual finances, because nobody's buying their horse shit anymore. Mm. And so the government have gone along, the Irish government, funnily enough, and if the Irish government, by the way, have taken the moral high ground on you, you have <laughs> fucked up. You have, that's like getting hate mail from Hitler. <laughs> they are the worst people possible. And if they've got one up on you, you have fucked up. Just calling up Minister Shane Ross. Oh, Shane, we've got a photo up there for you in town. Oh, yeah, where Ross is it? Is basically, uh, Ross is basically... Ross is... Ross is basically a ministerial stalker. Yes. It's not even funny. He's but in any case. He's a shadow. He is a yeah, shadow. Yeah, he pretty much is. But in any case. That's so I'm just going to read straight from Adelowitz, who we are not sponsored by, and fuck them. Please get touched on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the financial position of the FAI brings their. Uh, it's, it's quite stark relief. It's liabilities, <coughs> which is money they owe, of 85 million euros, of which 62 million. Are due within a year. Yeah. Yeah. So how are they going to pay that back? Now, they don't have any cash. There's no liquid money in the whole of the FAI. They have assets of 84 million, but they're impossible to turn into cash. Both major sponsors, three and... What are they on? Presumably... uh, Aviva. Aviva, yeah, yeah. Mm. They're out. Some for Three some is weird, definitely out. They have made yeah, a point yeah. of saying for some weird else. reason they signed the FAI signed contracts with their sponsors, enabling them to unilaterally just terminate their contracts because they like money. It's <laughs> like what? Who the <laughs> fuck did that? Like they're, they're one of the few like like teams that actually have shared right, sponsors. Hilariously enough, right? The FAI's main assets is fifty seven million in two shares in the IRFU in your rugby. Yeah. So the FAI's <laughs> main assets are in different rugby. sport. A different sport, right? <laughs> and they hold twenty-four million euros in the Aviva Stadium, which yeah. is the main stadium in Ireland. Now, obviously, you can't convert that to money because the stadium's not getting sold off anytime soon. And there isn't a blender big enough. Yeah. So, goddamn. And you know for a fact that most of that millions have gone on cocaine. Oh, yeah. Cocaine, so, hookers, and the combination of both. Right. So, Sports Direct were one of their sponsors. Yes. Sports Direct were one of the other sponsors. They paid a 10-year sponsorship deal. Oh, and LucasAid. Yeah. LucasAid was the one I was thinking of. Exactly. But Sports Direct have cancelled it early, meaning for some weird reason, due to the hilarious contract that they've signed, Sports Direct are now owed money. <laughs> Mike Ashley, you've done it again. By the FAI. The sponsor served notice on the FAI... In 2000, March 2009. You know what's bad when Mark, Mike Ashley is doing better smart. business? Yeah. Yeah. If Mike Ashley has got the one up on you, that's like getting outsmarted by a fucking garden gnome. <laughs> that's like, oh man, I can't get into my own house. That gnome is there. <laughs> Just keep floating. It's like, oh no. Shit. Can't jump over him. Shit. I'm going to have to try and get into my back garden or something. His eyes keep following me. <laughs> I love the idea. Oh, where I am. It's like the statues in Doctor Who, they just keep appearing everywhere they go. Like, right, so. 
Sports Direct issued in March 2019 a service that they were going to cancel their sponsorship deal with the FAI. So the FAI now has to repay 6.5 million to Sports Direct at 100 grand a month. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. That's so terrible. Just, by the way, this is the Irish Times like you sent me. Have you? It's, yeah. it's, it's crushing reading. So a like revenue audit. We won't have a football team. And then a revenue audit. I read then it showed. and then had to put it down and then read it like <coughs> the next bit again and then forgot some of the stuff that I, <laughs> and I was like, no, that can't be real. I'm misremembering that. No, that's right. What the fuck? Then um, a, a re-review of the revenue audit oh. revealed that the FAI had actually underpaid all their taxes. <gasps> Which, together with interest on liabilities and penalties, led to an additional $2.3 million on the cash flow. <laughs> then they went back and revised it. The 27 financial statements had to be revised because yeah. they'd not revealed that they... they The 2017... Sorry, the 2017 statement revealed a profit before gains of $5.2 million. This then dropped to a... Deficit before grants of half a million. (laughs) So net assets of 22 million, then dropped to 14 million. And then in 2018, that went down to a loss of 5.5 million. (laughs) And at yesterday's press conference, oh sorry, at Friday's press conference, which was Friday, this was brought out, the vice president said that the FAI probably won't break even until 2023. They won't actually won't be able to pay off the Aviva. They won't be able to pay put all their eggs into it. Yeah, no, this is also that (laughs) is total garbage. By the way, be aware that John Delaney said that they would be debt free by twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole. And he kept posting that the FAI were making profit. Yeah. Mm. Well, of course it's a profit. Like he, he, he himself was making a profit because exactly, he's like, yeah. mm, look at all this fucking. And the, the, the funny is the punctuation, the cherry on the cake here is that. Obviously, they were kind of forced to announce this on a day where journalists will be available. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all of the whole thing about who's culpable for this, who do we blame, who's going who's gonna to get sacked. The actual president, the vice president, stepped down when Brex, when the fucking election was happening, when the Tories finally took control of England. Like, I admire when social media marketing goes well for people and they hit their sweet spot, the golden hour on Twitter to announce the thing and they get all the traffic. This was the exact opposite and it was so well done from their view because yeah. nobody was paying attention to that. Not Everyone Twitter. was looking at the meltdown that yeah. was happening overseas. When you realise, right, that this means, right, that the 2017, 2018, 2019 reports, which mm. had to be signed off by the directors as you have to sign this off and going, yeah, this is all killed, this is all grand. <coughs> That's illegal to do yeah. if it's not correct. None of these are going to prison. No, no. There's and, no and criminal investigation into this. Like, even because though signing a false statement yeah. is an offence carrying a fine of up to fifty grand and five years in prison. Mm. Like none of these are gonna go to prison. No, because like they go like, oh, I didn't do it, that, and they didn't do that, and he and didn't do that. In case you're wondering, what's the end? Uh, can I point out all of the stuff that we're saying <clears throat> that it was spent on cocaine and hookers? That's yes. all conjecture, because they have come out mm. after uh, Braskell's uh, beer, who don't sponsor us, but oh, really yes. should. Yeah, get tweeted us. out uh, a tweet saying, "Now that three have dropped, been dropped as sponsors or have dropped themselves as sponsors, we are now happy to announce that we are." And it was very tongue in cheek and like very proper flash market. But, like. and it was very like um, it was clearly a joke because like we are proud to sponsor the Irish uh, team, a uh, hundred pizzas and handful of cans, or you know it was something yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah. like that. 
they got a phone call from the FAI saying cease and desist, basically. Yeah, like, cease and desist, sorry. Uh, and it was a pure joke thing. And I was like, if they hear this now, we could be in trouble. Let's hope so, because... <laughs> Fuck if, you, FAI! In case anybody realises what the implications of everything that I've said, essentially the entire Football Association of Ireland is broke. Well, it's not even broke, oh, right? But, but no, you know, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even broke. It's beyond broke. It's beyond broke. It's John permanently Delaney broke. Took. Like, you have to just dissolve it and start again. Yeah. Yeah, well, John Delaney took a Huge fucking, fucking bonus of, like, 5 million or 4.2 million. And the severance million. as well. And, the sever- and, and they the got, like, 426. 426 grand was the severance. Yeah. And in 2017, when mm. the women's were going on strike, the women's football team were going on strike so that they didn't have to share tracksuits with the under-19 boys team. Yeah, they were sharing tracksuits. Because the And FAI changing in, like, airport and lawyer, um, lobbies. Yeah. yeah, and there was another story of um, <sighs> when... An under 50, I'm not sure if it was girls or boys team, got to the Euros. They wouldn't pay for tutors to go out with them. So they had to delay their training schedule mm-hmm. to stay in school longer. Mm. And then basically there's a thing where the FAI had paid for their accommodation up to a point. But they, went, they actually did well in the competition, stayed beyond that point, And it was up to them to get their own accommodation. Yeah. Like it's not even funny. Fifteen-year-old kids to get their yeah. own accommodation. It's not even funny how much they broke in the system, and it is strictly because they well, just milked oh, no. everything. Like when you, for what it was worth. When you look, when you look at like the report, like there was no internal structure. Yeah. Like there was no um, procurement strategy. No. There was no um, system for making the situation. Well, it was, the it was just like literally like that. Yeah. the highest-ranking guy who just happened to be in the room when something was mentioned made all the decisions yeah and it was just it was total fucking a complete but again it's all it's all designed to fail yeah. so that whenever people do ask they just turn into a massive quicksand yeah pot. but it, the problem is is that it's completely broke the staff are going to lose their jobs the people and like the I, ground I, staff who actually are trying to who do are good brilliant, and yeah. who have no idea of what the hierarchy yeah, are up yeah. to and also worryingly enough Sport Island issue grants to FAI clubs mm. through the FAI so Clubs aren't going to get their yeah. like FBI this is crippling the League of Ireland even more than it is because they're not going to get anything. It's going to have to be dissolved. Yeah, players aren't going to be properly supported even if they were properly supported to begin with. I've actually got to make a pledge for twenty twenty to uh, to attend at least two FAI matches mm-hmm. because I feel like the players who play for the like local teams like my local team do say fats. They they are not involved in this shit show, no. and they it's don't deserve they it's don't deserve to have their football taken away from them. Well, look at Limerick. Limerick FC were insolvent for years and years and years. Got no help from the FAI because like oh it's on our shelves. Well, oh, sure, fucking the only centre of excellence Ireland has. Yeah. For raising schoolboys like, and who got who get not schoolgirls and not well. Unfortunately, I can only speak from a man's perspective right here. Now yes. is Saint Kevin's boys. Yes, and they're they're like they're basically like a they're like a family and, operation. And funny enough, when you look at the players who've gone through Saint Kevin's boys, ever heard of Shane Long? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah. Ever heard of uh, Damien Duff? Yeah. Oh yes, you have, because he went through there as well. Low, a uh, fucking Egan. Egan yeah, at yeah. the minute, Egan yeah. went through as well. Yeah. Look at there's so many of them. Mm. There's absolutely so It's depressing. Like, it really is because like you can't even... Robbie Keane went through there as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like they all went through St. Kevin's Boys and then went to England. Yeah. Now, I'm okay. 
I am okay with all of our players playing the professional football in England. Mm-hmm. I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, I'm not one of these deal. people who are saying, oh, no, 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 you need to be playing the League of Ireland. No, no, no. What, to be I, on the dole for six months of the year? I don't give a fuck, fuck about off. that. Right? I really don't give a fuck about that. But the problem is, is that they don't get developed here yeah. enough so that English teams pick them up. Yes. Like, there's generally Preston are the only team that actually scout the League of Ireland. Huge amount. And it's only Dundalk the people they sign. It's huge amount. You know? Like, when you consider even Everton, like, Everton picked fucking Coleman up for 50 grand. Yeah. yeah. Like, there was a point where they could have sold him for 40 million. To PSG. That was like, the, that was the move. Yeah. Like, I, I know I'm an engineer and I'm good at maths, but I can't even work out a percentage of that. It's, it's actually quite hard to quantify how much they have ruined football in the, in Ireland. Like, generally, our only hope of having... Oh, no, it's, it's very possible that they could have completely ruined mm. all football until... Now they're talking about, right, because the FA was so bad at dealing with grassroots and women's football Yeah. in that they didn't bother with didn't them bother, at all, yeah. that they're going to create two organisations. They basically dissolve the FAI and split it out into two. So there's going to be one for professional men's mm-hmm. and women's. And then there's going to be one for the grassroots. Yeah. And women's. And women's. Mm. Women's grassroots, <clears throat> yeah. And that's what they're going to do. They're going but to like that, that would include the, the W and L. Yeah. 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 But what that involves, however, <coughs> that involves creating two hierarchies. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody in the country who can, like... Yeah, you have to bring people who, in. You have to, you to get that. Then, and the problem is... It's is also the, going to affect Sport Ireland because oh, yeah. they are going to be picking up the medical bills. Yeah. Like, if a player gets injured... Like, I saw... Well, I don't know if this is actually true, but I know I saw someone kind of pointing out that yeah. if you're under contract with the FAI and mm. you get injured like there's an injury fund or whatever but yeah. now that has that's, that's going to be gone I don't know the sport Ireland have cut all time when the whole shit about the FAI and John Delaney kicked off like he was still there and he was, they were kicking him out the, re- the reason why one of the main catalysts to him getting booted out the window was sport Ireland turned around and went we're not giving him any money if, if we're giving it this prick yeah no and then when he got, they got rid of him, it's like, oh, please give us the money now. And they're like, yeah. no, 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 no. Now that he's gone, we're not giving you any money as long as all you pricks. Yeah, because it's still, like, they, they it's still Donald Conway and there's still Kennedy yeah. and all the rest of the country. That's the point. Like, sport well, Con- Donald it. Conway has now stepped down as of the result. As, as, of, as of Boris. The, <laughs> Boris the, only, but the only person left behind is Paul Cook, who's the vice president. Yeah. And like, I don't and understand. Even, like, like the Sport Ireland went into the FAI and went, the entire board needs to go. Yeah. They literally just went, start from scratch. All of you just need to go. You need to get out. We are not giving you any fucking money. Get the fuck out. And then what they did is they held a vote to, to do see an if interim. They want to go. To do an interim. <laughs> and then they voted in all of the people that were being voted out to my, begin with. My local what? politician, um, from a political side of like has kind of been campaigning mm-hmm. to mm. you know get these uh, get the finances being published first of all and then basically has a personal vendetta I think against John Delaney as of course we all do rightfully so um, yeah, but it was kind the cunt. like we, uh, but they were saying like uh, they were trying to get Shane Ross to actually intervene <laughs> Oh, so near oh, and yet so like, far. That's like getting the. That's like asking the so Grinch to Jane, Shane Ross's or Skeletor to you know yeah. volunteer at the local youth centre. Oh, yeah, yeah, Shane Ross's like repl- response to this was like, right, okay. So he sent out an invite. Oh, by the way, Shane Ross isn't just some fucking random Yahoo. 
He is the minister for sport. Yeah. Minister for sport with so cautious fucking action. It is quite possibly. It is actually his job to deal with this. Yeah. yeah. So it's not as if they've so, just asked some like oh his... crazy guy in the corner to go deal with this shit. Mm. They've asked they've just asked the minister of sport of dealing with his job. So his the minister of sport, like this is right, right, I need to step in here, I need to sort this out, I need to get this country back running. Strong and stable. Hi guys. Are you free to meet in the Oireachtas tomorrow? Oh yeah. And, and said, then said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, I've tried my best. I've tried everything. And it it's is. Just... <laughs> Even Irish Simpsons memes didn't get onto that. With we the fucking nothing. Disney. We tried nothing. You were all out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking terrible. It's like, but it's in any case, depressing. like. It's just so It's sad. so depressing. Like, and I don't know if anybody's Irish and <coughs> not into football or if you're not Irish mm. but just realise that like Irish national football as of now is completely broke you have to understand there's no like, money yeah, the only way we're actually going to have a viable team is that we somehow win the six counties in a raffle and we just join their team and rebrand as Northern Ireland that is our only hope to have a decent team yeah, because no, like, there's, there's nothing there. There's, there's just like, nothing there's there. There's no money. Uh, so Sport or United Ireland, Madagascar. which could possibly happen as a result of the Brexit Tory yeah. election. Tory like we mm. we like you know the thirty well, how many twenty six counties. Yeah, shit, I should really know this. Um, Citroen well, <laughs> uh, Murphy is waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember, remember. Twenty six plus six equals one. one Rachel, twenty six plus six equals yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, got it. Got there it. are five lights. <laughs> <laughs> Politically assimilating Northern Ireland into the Republic, it yeah. will be a fucking shitstorm because they. Well, we got a decent football team out of it. But that's gonna be our fucking trade-off. Is yeah. that we actually should get a <laughs> Will Griggs on well, fire? We, we get a decent fucking rugby team. We could, we could, yeah, and cricket. We team. do have it. We do have it. We have a, cricket. that already. Cricket. That's not cricket. Cricket already. Oh, we have hockey already. <laughs> I can't claim to know about cricket. I'm an English teacher, not a homosexual. Right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that's yeah. But the, the problem is, is right. The FBI have run it now. Like, there's a fifty million. Deficit. I, I remember Deficit. Like, us and talking any, off, off air yeah. I think we were just talking it was over the summer when yeah. this whole thing was kind of starting to rumble mm. and I remember saying oh be fucking shit if it's double digits yeah. of a debt <laughs> and I was like I was thinking like naive fuck mm. uh, it was about 10 million yeah 50 50 55 55 well, 55 it's a 50 like in any other job and none of them are going to go to prison for it no so it's like the been... fucking doll printer. <coughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's know. exactly it's a it's a fabricated fucking like invoice. You, you're like, sitting there you think of like any other job where you could flush fifty million quid down the fucking toilet. Mm. You at the very least you'd lose your job. Yeah. Like this is the bit like we we always have like a problem with like banks over here in this country and like and like a basically like a, a like a ruling class like spot covered by anyone who lives in Black Rock. And it's exactly crystallised. Even, even postcode, yeah. Yeah, it's even crystallised here in the FAI because this is supposed to be something that's supposed to in, like, give an incentive to working class kids. Kids who are playing on, on fucking streets, like advocating and giving themselves the talent and the, uh, the well, fucking you think drive about it? Well, when you think to about get like, a job at a football. Our high, our, like, our, the most successful international player, our highest goal scorer, mm. is Robbie Keane. He's from fucking Tala. Yeah. yeah how, many, okay. how many of the fucking rugby team are from Tala? Yeah, well, I wouldn't know to be fair. No, I don't none. Yeah. Literally uh, no, none. No, I, that's what I'm saying. You I could you throw a f- 
like a hundred mile fucking circle around town yeah. and you still wouldn't hit a rugby like it's just it's genuinely just undermining that kind of level of like and this kind of ties into my card as well which is why I'm kind of on this uh, thread <laughs> is that like it's such it undermines that kind of like that part of Ireland where like it just makes it feel more fucking miserable <laughs> that, and you mean that part of Ireland which is all of it all of it yeah Bar from like you know, you know the one percent. Bar, bar, yeah, bar from the characters on any Russell yeah. Carroll Kelly yeah. play. Bar bar basically. is a sugar coated topping. Yes, and that's it. And the FAI have fucked it. Yeah, and they fucked it so it's badly. Permanently fucked. It, they it's fucked permanently fucked. It so, you they, can't make this any better. They fucked you can't. so badly that one of the solutions. Well, sorry, the main solution is to dissolve the whole thing or sell the Aviva to fucking but they can't they're not going to sell the Aviva no, no, that's that's what I'm saying. the rugby yeah. team have too huge a stake in that MCD <laughs> might have enough money for it to yeah. and use it as a venue yeah anyway it's tragic we can spend all night talking about these fucking shots. very much and I think we, we might do a time special. for the rest of the podcast yeah. on this so my cut is next and <laughs> it's a topic I that came out like the last time we did a podcast and I deliberately avoided it because I didn't want to stick my foot in it and say I actually incorrect. said you should actually you should have covered this last and time. I am going to talk about it I'm going to talk about the Hillsborough trial yes you should have. so I've done my research I've done my homework and I've tried to give like about as nuanced an opinion a Liverpool fan can have which is basically all judges are cunts <laughs> right like this is an cl- open and closed case in any context. Yeah. But it's the British justice system who favour Southerners, who favour middle class and Tories and anyone who is in that yeah, level. It's, a, it's just horrible. Anyone who basically has the same genes as fucking Queen Victoria, that's who they favour. It's hilarious like, and, how, how they could, like, I because I read the, I, I, I know the, the uh, judgment that you're talking about mm-hmm. and I was looking at it going, you, you fucking... You for real, man? I'll get to give you the details, right? Okay, so, madness. the person up for... The, the the charge is gross negligence manslaughter, which is essentially you were in charge of this operation that murdered 96 people. 95, I should say. Um, 95 people who were all innocent people. They were not criminals. They were not thugs. They were not burglars like the fucking Rupert Murdoch and his fucking reptilian yeah. pedophiles fucking told everyone in the world. So, the fact of the matter is that all the families of those um, dead have tried so hard just to get their story out and to explain to everyone else in the country how this is such a great, like, misjustice. Like, clubs have trauma like this. Man United have the disaster. The Munich disaster. Munich disaster. Yeah. Bradford, their stadium burnt down and killed a whole lot of fans that were there. Didn't the chairman do the that? The chairman did it. Yeah, but yeah, he, he was that. never tried for it. Insufficient evidence. And you know why? Southerners, again. They said, no, we don't have any say in this matter. This is a northern problem. We'll just deal with it. Working class people, it doesn't matter. Like, this is such a... It goes beyond football at this rate because this was a complete smear campaign against not only Liverpool fans, not against the people who were there at the time who were accused of burgling corpses, who were accused of uh, punching policemen, who were accused of essentially trampling on their own mothers, sons and daughters mm-hmm. and no remorse. They kept pushing in because they wanted to see the match. That was all bollocks. Complete and utter horseshit. And it's been proven that. It's been yeah. proven three oh, times. Over and over again. Three times in a court of law in Preston, right? North England. Went to the Supreme Court down south. Not guilty. And the reason that is because the attorney, by the way, who can die in a fucking fire for this, right? He brought up... Or all, stampede, quite ironically. Oh, let's hope, fucking hope so. Yeah, go to the running of the bulls and see how it fucking mm-hmm. feels like. Anyway, so the QC 
makes the argument for David Duckenfield that, first of all, the statement he made where he pleaded guilty to gross negligence manslaughter was because it was brow, he was browbeaten after hours of questioning by his own policeman that, yes, I did, I was, I am negligent, I was negligent, I was out of my depth because he was a replacement for the superintendent that was meant to be on board. So he was a replacement, completely inexperienced, never did football before. Like, there are, there are policemen who are trained specifically to handle football Crowds, crowds yeah. you know, and they have their escorts, they've got... Um, and then, funnily enough, like, oh, I would say, like, you could say that that's okay, but, it, like, you can say, like... At look, the time, it's I was, not. I, I, yeah. At the time, it's not, but you could say, like, look, I was chucked in at the deep end here, lads, mm-hmm. like, yeah. what the fuck? But the thing is, see, this, this was his mistake because he didn't call off the match. Mm-hmm. This was the argument, was that... You knew that Hillsborough was not capable of handling these people. You didn't open an emergency gate that would have allowed these people to flood back out of the stadium because you thought it was going to cause more trouble and more chaos. That was your bad judgment call. You didn't follow up on the safety regulations. You didn't have enough policemen escorting fans outside. You didn't close any turnstiles. The turnstiles still kept opening and people would just keep pushing through because they have no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. There's no communication. There's no policeman saying disperse or get out of the way. The match is postponed. Get out. None of that's happening. So there's this one guy, David Duckenfield, who's in charge of the whole thing. No radio communications saying to stop the match or to postpone the match. It was postponed for 5-15 minutes and the match kicked off 10 minutes later and people were crushed because they have no idea what was happening at the front. No communication, nothing about the turnstiles, all of this stuff. And this was the burden of proof. This was an open and closed case when it came to negligence and killing 95 people. But the upsetting part about it is that in this fucking, and it is a social issue, because in this day and age of a Tory Thatcherite government, more or less, like Thatcher on fucking, like mechanised Thatcher, with somehow more of a nonstitute than the normal. Mm-hmm. So in this culture, right, you've had this, everyone's divided. They're all Brexit. They're all Leave, Remain, Labour, Conservative, whoever the fuck Lib Dems are anymore, right? They're but Scousers, Scousers have always been marginalised ever since this day. This was the, bro- the, 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 the breaking point because you have Scousers and Evertonians were thrown into this deep end as well. Mm-hmm. And even Evertonians who are like diehard, hate Liverpool, all the stuff, like this could have happened to an Everton yeah, yeah. team. It could have happened to anybody. And the mm-hmm. fact is, the, the grand irony of it was that the FA Cup final in the end was Liverpool versus Everton. And that's the saddest part because if the draw was different, it would have been 95 Evertonian fans that were, cra- that were trampled. Yeah. Yeah. And the exact same agenda would have been spun. Because yeah. it was the sun, or sorry, scum, which is a correct term, by the way, and everyone who wore does work for it can die in a fire as it well. It can't be sold anywhere in the... In Liverpool, there is a complete, um, there is a complete uh, embargo? embargo on Sun. And you can't buy it in, in Liverpool. You can buy it in the posh part of Liverpool because <laughs> they're mostly like Mercurian, the Tory, yeah, the Tory section of Liverpool. Basically, our Black Rock, I guess. Yeah, if you want to know if you're in the <coughs> posh section of Liverpool, go into a shop and see if you can buy the Sun. Exactly. If you can't, you're in the posh. So here's the quick part. Here's the fun part, right? Jurgen Klopp reintroduced a ban on Sun journalists that was introduced by Kenny Dalglish, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kenny Dalglish is an absolute hero for it, and the fact it took him so long to be acknowledged for his work says so much about um, fucking knighthoods, which are just pleasantries at this stage. Fucking for Harry Kane has a fucking like royal insignia for being a twat, essentially. But that's not beside, that's beside the point. He introduced this ban on Sun journalists, and it kind of went away for a while because basically. The Liverpool club were browbeaten as well. They had no hope. That was it. It was mm-hmm. gone. Then came the 50th anniversary. And there was, as always, a remembrance service in Anfield. 
it's always packed out. Liverpool, Evertonians, anyone travelling, they always go to the service. Yeah. And a Labour MP who, unfortunately, I can't remember his name, he was in Tony Blair's government. And everyone... So he was a Tory then? No, he's... He was New Labour. He was New Labour. Tory. Like, yeah, whatever. In any case. No, no he's Labour. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Thatcher always said that the greatest thing she ever did in mm. government was... Turn Labour into Senate. Yeah. No, it was New Labour. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. was always her greatest achievement, was mm. New Labour. Yeah. In any case. So anyway, even like to his credit, like he was shouted, he was out-cheered essentially by the Liverpool fans who said streaming justice for the 96. Mm-hmm. And you can see he was generally getting emotional because he's the local MP, of mm-hmm. course. So as you're trying to be separated, trying to like not be riled up by emotion, you can see them nodding and just go, I will do it. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it and it did happen we got inquiry we got another inquiry we got a, we got a judgement and it was on the retrial that he gets a not guilty vote right and again I'm bringing this all this up because the whole smear campaign was what I mentioned earlier robberies um, trampling punching police and punching yeah, the players. fucking media just opened the floodlights it was all Rupert Murdoch it was all Rupert Murdoch because he had an agenda that favoured this posh people essentially he was the one, he's the 1% so he thought it was going to be a great laugh to marginalise an entire city and then, obviously, by sympathy, like said, Newcastle fans mm-hmm. and fans all around the world, like Dortmund and Juventus, they sympathise because they had, like, Juventus had their own disaster as well. They know mm-hmm. what it's like, you know. But the fact is that this 30-year-old agenda set out by a pedo-fucking-Australian, like, billionaire came back up to the, by the attorney who said, well, they were browbeaten, and there is, in fact, evidence that some thievery took place and some murders took place. No, there isn't. That was all a smear campaign. No police officers were assaulted. And like the fact, the fact is his argument was it wasn't gross negligence because essentially there was no rules on it. There was no standard for fucking police escort, like police handling like football st- matches. But there is, and there was, and the Yorkshire police covered their arses with this standard. So it was a complete like contradiction, 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 contradiction all throughout. And the jury, unfortunately, bought a hook, line, and sinker. Because by the standards of, by basically legal precedents, you can't have anyone who's football fans, football-oriented, as part of the jury for this sort of thing. We have the same idea. But we never have any issues like this until maybe a couple of months, <laughs> maybe. But, um, but even still, like they just bought a hook, line, and sinker as well because they, didn't, they couldn't do the research. They had to go with what the case was presented. And because they bought the smear campaign, and because they had to have a unanimous verdict, they went with not guilty. So the work of 30 years has completely been nullified simply because the political situation and the social situation is now back to where it was in the 80s where miners were dying in Leeds and fucking marches everywhere and everything in the North was all being crippled. There is no power in the North. There's no, you have, don't have a social status in the North of England. That is it. You're practically fucking Scottish to Southerners. You know what I mean? And this is the sad part because the, the main like, um, head of the, of the campaign was the mother of who lost her two sons, and she's been brilliant throughout this whole thing. Wasn't Gerard? Didn't Gerard lose a cousin? But I think it was Gerard Carragher. I think. Wasn't it Gerard? No, I always remembered like it was Gerard. Like, because I remember he saying that like he mm. used to hate his cousin. Mm. One of the regrets he has of the Hillsborough. Yeah. Was that his older cousin got to go instead of him? Yeah. Because as it turns out, he was too young to go, and mm. he hated his cousin. Yeah, because he would have been put in the pen. Which yeah, is what they did for and him. then like yeah. his cousin went along, and his cousin ended up dying. And yeah, that was one of his regrets. And, of it. and like I said, I like, think it was Jared. It could have been Jared. I think it was Jared or Carragher. I can't quite recall. I think so. In any case, 
Like this was all like the they put out a spokes uh, a statement saying this is unacceptable. We're going to keep fighting, and rightfully so. You should keep fighting. Just keep going because eventually you will get that verdict. And her main argument was then, if this prick Duckenfield isn't culpable, then who is? Mm. Is it Sheffield Wednesday? No, no, because they didn't have any safety standards. There's nothing. Was it the Yorkshire Police? Nope, they've washed their hands of the situation already. They said, no, no, this fellow Duckerfield was working on his own. We didn't have any authority on it. And by the way, Liverpool fans were thieving people, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Just kept saying agenda, agenda, agenda. Washed it in the hands of the situation. And the fact is that even at the trial, when it was a not guilty verdict sent out and the judge agreed with it, he basically steered the, jur- the jury to that decision. He said, I want a unanimous verdict, wink, wink. Which is basically saying, I know which way I'm swaying, you will agree with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, speaking on jury duty before, <laughs> I know how it goes. But essentially, one of the um, mothers of the of who lost their fucking, I think it was a seven or eight year old son, couldn't help herself. She screamed, shame on you. Shame on all of you. To the jury, the QC, to the judge. Just couldn't handle it. And it was just like, there wasn't even any emotion. There was no crying. There was no anger. It was just despair. Yeah. Because now, after 30 years, their whole lives have been based off Hills. No, they don't know much, anything else. It's pretty much dead now, is it? Statue of limitations, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, uh, here's the thing. So, the statute of limitations nearly ran out on the 15th anniversary, which is why there's a push to get yeah, it. Yeah. But now, because the inquiry is there, that has a statute of limitations. What's that like? 15 years as well. Oh, it's all 15 years in England, mostly. I think it's like, for a great, greatest crimes, it's 25. Yeah, but do you reckon it's got any legs after this? It has to. It has to. Like, you can't let this lie. You really, really can't. Like, this is an important year for Liverpool, because a lot of Liverpool fans have this belief, this hoodoo, that Hillsborough stops us winning Premier Leagues and trophies and being a successful club. I'm not even joking about that. Jeez, you've won Champions League. We're a superstitious you've won group. Like, like fucking three Champions. But the Premier League is domestic. We've never won the league since Hillsborough. You know what I mean? Like, and this is the sad part because this is an important year where we feel like we could have moved on from Hillsborough because listen, our fans keep going on about it. Whenever someone mentions it on Twitter, there's people go away shit and rightfully so because it's mm-hmm. completely unfair. And to be fair, Liverpool fans will bring up Munich. That's completely unfair as well. That's disgusting. That's not banter. That's not jokes. That is lack of human empathy, mm-hmm. compassion. So now that you're back at square one, Liverpool are trying to move on as a club, as a whatever you want to call it, as a family, whatever it is you want to call it. They can't now because they have to start again. They've, mm-hmm. They're morally obliged to keep fighting this. They just can't let this slide. They can't just accept it as like nobody was to blame. 96 people being tam- trampled to death and a big media spin campaign and the Yorkshire police bluffing and bullshitting their whole way through this inquiry. That was all... No one was to blame with that. It was all on people's whims and that was it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. That's depressing. And much like the FAI thing, much like everything else, it is such a classist like viewpoint on it because essentially Scousers don't consider themselves English and this is why. Yeah. Because he haven't marginalised for so long, you know. No, sure, um, wasn't it the Liverpool was the whole origin of the whole no dogs, no blacks, no Irish thing. Yeah, because that's Craig where Charles, yeah. the lister who's lister from Red Dwarf. That's right. Yeah, that's usually the title of his autobiography. Yeah, and that's because, and like I said, they said, "Oh, we'll just put them all here in mm-hmm. Liverpool and put the cheeks in Birmingham and yeah. Wolves and all that. They're all the north. Doesn't matter so long as we're pure down here. Doesn't matter." Yeah. and that's depressing because that is what England is now. And what it's going to be for the next 30 years. They've gone exactly back. They've reverted to the fucking meme. I, what could kind of fast forward kind of this being... Uh, and then this isn't, you know, oh, you're winning the league. You should. Li- Li- Liverpool boycotted the Premier League. Mm. 
stopped that revenue coming in, then the Southerners would listen. Potentially. I mean, it's like, I don't think that, I don't think the Premier League itself is classist. I don't think there's any way of really no, getting but back like, at them as such. No, but I know. think the, the revenue, if you stop money mm-hmm. coming into the country, then it's all about the money. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's the, the people in the 1% will start noticing. Yeah. Um, it has to be something drastic. It has to be a statement. It has to be something that. Hastings from the listen. line of duty should do a job on this. To be fair, <laughs> this would be up his fucking element. I, actually, to be fair, there's so much source material for this, for something like the line of duty, because something like that would draw attention to. If the line of duty were to take on a series of Oh my god, yes. They... Absolutely. I tell you why, because Life of Mars did it. They had an entire episode based yeah. off football, and it's all about the Manchester Derby. And now people would go to football fa- football matches like like the Manchester Derby, and they come back stabbed in the neck with a key. This was something that genuinely happened, and mm. it was factual. And the whole episode was based off that. And people then realized, oh wow, like like that movie th- Green Street. Yeah, exactly. Like like people will people watching shows. Like granted, like sometimes it comes from a place of ignorance. Like like kids didn't grow up knowing about Hillsborough, you know, not a kind of way. But as Liverpool fans, you're educated on it. You know it. It's part of the yeah. ethos, and that's what kind of brings you together. It's that kind of like weird, like I don't know, trench humor. I guess it's that fact that like we're all in this together. We're all one family because we have been kept so segregated from everyone else. You know, like Chelsea wouldn't have this issue maybe unless they had a disaster. Hopefully not. Jesus, but. My point still stands. Well, Until you have a disaster that. like that. That always reminds me of a, what was it, a football factory. Yeah, football factory, yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's about Chelsea Millwall, isn't yes. it? Yeah, Chelsea Millwall. Exactly. Like and that's, just, that's hooliganism that did actually exist. Yeah. But the tragic is, like, hooliganism was everywhere. Of course there were little... The guy is lying in his fucking bed with yeah. his, his wife, who's a, who was his lawyer. Yeah. Oh, his girlfriend, who girlfriend, was his yeah. lawyer. And he's like, she's like, oh, we got to go see my parents on Saturday. He's like, oh, I can't, Saturday's Millwall. Mm. <laughs> but thing, like, the sad, like yeah exactly like I was I don't know what else to say about it because it's depressing like it's just so sad but stuff like that like stuff like a, a TV show or movie just putting the focus on it will get people talking about it mm-hmm. and educating themselves on it again like football fans generally need to look at something like Hillsborough or of course like the Bradford disaster mm-hmm. when it's dating on the fire you have to look at things like that before really appreciating how good things are now. Like, people give out about, oh, there's no atmosphere stadiums anymore. Like, li- like England are have such still have an undercurrent of hooligans that go to, like, foreign cities and trash the place up. Liverpool fans are not are guilty of that as well, at times, as mm-hmm. you saw last year. Very granted, it was one cunt who, had a, who was best mates with the spokesperson at Liverpool, so he thought he'd get away with everything. <laughs> so, thank you, Liverpool Twitter, for exposing him in particular. Mm-hmm. But... Point that was nationally, standard. I don't know. National level, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is the thing, like, once people, once other clubs listen and learn from this experience, then every football fan can feel the same way. Like, you can't side with a government that just, that's happy to take a whitewashed news story over what actually happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even as the Sun themselves rescinded everything 20 years on, because mm-hmm. new editors, new mindsets... Still Rupert Murdoch, but he's basically a fucking pigs at this stage. It doesn't matter. Like. Oh, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, the whole hooliganism on a national level is quite mad. Yeah. So I remember, because I went to one of the Euro. I went to the Ireland-Sweden game in yeah. the Euros last, uh, the last... Time we qualified. <laughs> the, last, the last turn of them. And, uh, yeah, like, England-Russia were on, like, the same day. Yes, and they just went hell for And just the England-Russia game, like, we were, <coughs> we were looking at reports of, like... It was basically just a militarized war zone. Yeah. Like the police were out in force. 
I went. I we, me and my best mate, cause I got him the ticket. I won the ticket and I gave it to him as his wedding present. Yeah. And we were just like it was the fans openly mixing, having a laugh. Like yeah. I remember being in you know one of those fucking stupid like drinking lines whereby everybody sits down and passes a guy along the top of you <laughs> yeah. while he drinks a beer and he's to finish before he gets to the end. Mm. And this was like mix fans were being mixed. Like we were taking selfies. I have so many selfies on my phone. You were saying like you've hung oh, out with Swedish fans every all day. Like, every, you know? every, well, my my friend Paul, like he, a lot of his cousins in law are Swedish. Yeah, they so all came over. Yeah. One of them had to, he, there was a brief connection, but even then, like it's oh, just the it, Dutch fans. I got on very yeah. well with them at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like and it's just. It was so hilarious. <coughs> all we had to do was just get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> now whether or not that says a lot to our national identity mm. and our uh, approaches to alcohol is yeah that's, whole that's, other that's thing. different yeah but in all fairness all we want to do was get together have a drink mm-hmm. have the crack yeah and have a laugh no maliciousness no maliciousness there was absolutely no maliciousness funnily enough the most violent thing I ever saw was touts getting absolutely fucked up yeah. by police and Jesus Christ the and they're they kind of like the, the police really they deserve fucked yeah. them up now in all fairness if I see a scalp getting his head kicked in by a police officer I'm going to laugh and maybe get a mild erection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I see your point of. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, it, it goes to show you that that is the difference between like, I, mean, I don't want to turn this into like a racial or, or a political thing, mm-hmm. but like the British like hooligans like that have that mindset of we're better than you. We like, we'll, we'll English. have a, English. Sorry. Yes, of course, of course. And they have that mindset of like, oh, we're superior. We're better than you. Like the Russians do, like the Ukrainians do, the all and the Eastern Europeans because they're still in that partisan mindset mm-hmm. from back then. But now, because, like, history runs in circles. Now that you've, like, these people, these same hooligans, presumably, are now voting for Boris Johnson. And they want, they, they don't want, they want Brexit by any means. They're happy to fucking take whatever line they get yeah, fed. Damn. Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid. Without looking at the facts. Yeah. At what happens. Because truth doesn't matter anymore. Like, it didn't matter in the 80s when 95 people were trampled and they were blamed for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there were seven-year-old kids who were trampled. Mothers were there. Trampled. No, they're all thieves. Like, no, they're all you know what I mean like, that's, but that was the mindset it's just like no 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 actually we have proof yeah, this person cool. had a bruised knuckle and he was really sore and he, he just couldn't stop thinking about them it's like you couldn't stop thinking about him because he was fucking lying that's mm. why three fucking cops policemen who lied in their statements committed suicide after mm. I wonder why that was was it because they're just generally sad no it was because they were overwrought with guilt same way that David Duckenfield is overwrought with guilt and he's just been basically rescued by a QC who's just gone full into the propaganda because he wanted to win a case. Simple as. So, that was basically a podcast in itself, but what is our hand, What is our card for this week? I don't think you can go past Hillsborough. I can't, yeah, I can't, because I can't vote for my own one. Yeah, I was going to go with the FAI because just egregious cronyism, like, I can't do it. Nah. At least with the Steph Houghton thing, that is as very much a, a massive contradiction and hypocrit- hypocritical aspect But she likes eggs. But she likes eggs. And like eggs are healthy for Actually, Adam. no, you know, I'll switch... Yeah, Steph Houghton, because she likes eggs. It's a three-way tie. It's a three-way tie. It's a three-way tie. Yay! Everybody wins. <laughs> no, it's Christmas. It, it, it's clearly hell for it. Okay, it's, fine. It's horrendous. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And like I said, I pray to... I don't know, I, 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 can I give half of one to eggs? Maybe like half <laughs> egg. Like half a dozen. Like I, half know, a dozen. I, I feel eggs should get something. Yes, I agree, I agree, I agree. This is now the uh, egg podcast. Thank <laughs> you for uh, joining us. So, moving on then. We're going to move on to our next segment, which is... The 
So, oh. so as you know, I won uh, this last week. Yes, she won a one nil because you weren't there. <laughs> Two nil actually. Got one. Two nil. Oh, please tell me like you put her up against like a can of spam. <laughs> no, we did. I was trying to find a tub of lard, but I couldn't get it in time. Oh, like. you wanker! <laughs> so. If you're not familiar, I have uh, posted five stats from all the uh, shit banter sites on Twitter and elsewhere to see if my uh, colleagues have been following the same sites. Nope. So let's see. Here we Fuck go. No. So your first stat attack is Frank Lampard is the first English manager to qualify for the last 16 of the Champions League since 2011. Who was the last one? English football manager. English football manager, yeah. David Royce. Oh, shit. He's got it. We, we were just having this conversation over British or English. <laughs> did you say British or English? British no, or I said English. English, English yeah. English. No, I double-checked this. Can I, can I retreat? <laughs> you can, you undo. Yeah. I don't know, is there an edit button on Twitter? Yeah, she can control Z. Okay, control Z, fine. Uh, fuck, I still don't know what the fucking answer is. <laughs> English. Why? Why Hodgson? Why Hodgson. You go for Why Hodgson. Neil? Oh, bollocks. Was it him? Title. Liverpool. Liverpool. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. How's it? Was it? Why? Was it why? Well, I'm afraid I have to wobble my chins in a negative direction because that's the wrong answer. Oh. The correct answer was Harry Redknapp. Oh, fuck off. You got to the quarterfinals with Spurs. Fuck. Fuck. Me. That didn't happen. It did. No, it didn't. Funny yeah, enough, it was the my, my only other my other choice would have been a Spurs manager, but it wasn't. It was Agent Sherwood. But then I was thinking, no, he didn't get anywhere in anything. <laughs> the only place he got to, Neil, was... he was our agent. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, the only place he got to was Manuel Adebayor's heart. Yeah, he got, he got to the exit through the gift shop. Yeah. They're still singing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stand well, back number two. We're back to the lighthearted. Yes. Lighthearted. Yeah. Palette cleanser, we needed it. Yeah. So, um... Question number two then. Since the start of last season, which Premier League player has scored ten-headed goals... Two more than any other player. Wank. Don't think he's playing anymore. He is. <laughs> Since the start That's of your last fault. season. Because yeah, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking Gary McCauley, weren't you? Because he had the record before yeah. this. He's still playing. No, he's retired. He's only part of the Northern Irish uh, coaching staff. No, no, no. The person who... Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's still playing. He played this weekend, actually. That's why I got the stamp. Oh, who scored a headed goal this weekend to give you the idea of looking this up? Vardy. You're going for Vardy? Neil? Even though he didn't score, but like, might have gotten... Shit. Um, fucking pull ahead. <coughs> um, Richard Dunn. <laughs> no, I don't want to... Shit, it's an Everton Shane player. Duffy. Shit, who scored for fucking wank? I can't actually think anymore. You need to. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with Van Dyke because I can't think Van of the actual, actual answer. Okay, so the player you're thinking of from Everton was Dominic Calvert Lewin. Yeah. He's uh, second to this player, which is oh. Burnley's Chris Wood. Oh, oh for fuck's sake, of Ten course. goals. Oh, ten headed goals. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. But that was, a, that was well worked out in fairness. Okay, Heck. so here's a shot to dart for you, lads. Have you ever heard of Alfredo Morelos? No. From Rangers. Is he a pasta sauce? <laughs> <laughs> no. Although, considering the style I have here, Stevie Jared might want to turn him into pasta sauce. Since joining Rangers in 2018, Alfredo Morelos has scored 58 goals oh. and has been booked 25 times. 
Well done. How many times has he been sent off? None. Eight. Well, Rachel was the closest. The answer was six. Oh, <laughs> do I get the point for that? Mm, fuck I can't no. give it to you, no. <laughs> no, offside is still offside, Rachel. Come on. So, yeah, um, he got sent off today against Motherwell by doing what was called an offensive celebration when he did basically an up yours like that. <laughs> but he basically went like, like, oh, yes, like that. And he got sent, he got a booking for it. And oh, even, that's like, so stupid. Right? And even, like, Jared got like, that one doesn't even count. Like, he didn't even kill anyone there. <laughs> anyway, so number four. I genuinely think you might get none in this one because this is probably the hardest out attack I've had. But these are good ones. Which former Liverpool player is currently the most creative player in Europe after registering 12 assists so far this season? Might be slightly out of date considering I got this during the week, but he's still, I believe, the most creative in Europe. Can you tell us what league they're in? Serie A. John Arnarisa. <laughs> no, that's not my answer. No, it's not. No, please don't take that. Player in Syria who's the most creative in Europe. Yep, former Liverpool player and a flop at that. It's not Aspas. No, because he's Spanish league. Is he? Oh yeah, he's La Liga. But we can work, we can work, if we work together, we, we can get a point on this. We can get a point on this one. Um, you might want to, lads, because the next one is just as hard. In Gog, where does he play? He's Turkey, isn't he? He's Turkey. Uh, French league, I believe. Oh. Could be wrong though. He's one of those shit players. Who did a flog off to La Liga? Is oh, Salanke in fucking La Liga? What's it? Salanke is not. He he's Bournemouth. <laughs> and that was Chelsea just on the one. Uh, I can't think. I don't know. Don't know either. Lucas Leiva. Lucas Leiva. Yeah, we'll go with that. Very close, lads. He plays in the same team as Lucas Leiva. Aww. It's uh, the legend known as Luis Alberto. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, Luis Alberto. I forgot he existed. 12 assists this season. Him and Milinkovic Savic have the best XG of anybody in Serie A. The two of them have the best partnership. Better than Lukaku Martinez. Better than fucking Ronaldo Higuain. They are the best duo in Serie A at the moment Jesus Christ and that's a depressing and the main striker they're supplying is Chiro Mobile like Lucas sorry Lazio is literally the slops of every other team essentially it's working yeah it's working they're like challenging for Champions League who is their manager and can we have them Jesus good question Um, (laughs) oh I I can't remember what's the amount what's the amount to give it to me <laughs> I look. I look. I look it up um, during this next question. Which well done, generally well done. If you get this right, so which English club has the best defensive record in the four tiers of the top five European leagues? So we're saying England, Spain, France, Italy, and Germany. This English club, who could be in any of the four tiers in England, that's the most the best defensive team in Europe. And you're going to be shocked for this one. Okay, By so best offensive team, you mean least goals conceded. In the games they played. Yeah. I'm going to say Arsenal women. Uh, it's a men's team, sorry. <laughs> Misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, who's the least goals conceded? Oh, that's who it is. The Lazio manager is Simone Inzaghi. Inzaghi? Inzaghi, yeah. 
Ooh, he's good. Mm. And that, the reason I remembered it was because he was sacked from AC Milan and joined Lazio. And he's been yeah. playing out buying all these players since. Anyway. So okay. best best defensive team in Europe, this English club. Leeds. Any of the four t- well, four tiers as in So as in Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. Oh fuck you. Oldham. I don't know, I'm just picking random fucking teams. <coughs> I'll hold it's, definitely on the, it's definitely on the Premier League. No. We're shocking. Shit by golf, I guess, fucking... Nobody Who's business. top of the... I think it's, it's Leeds. Leeds? I th- no, I, I want to say Leeds. I do want to say Leeds as well. Because... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Leeds. Yeah. And then Neil can go with something else that's probably right. Right, fucker. <laughs> so you're locking in Leeds, yeah? Yeah. Neil? What's your answer? Fuck. It's like every what match I've ended up watching of Leeds, it's been nil all. Mm. <laughs> Shit. And like, who else is there? Best Brom are kicking on the door for the fucking promotion, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I'll go with them. Okay, so you're saying West Brom, you're saying Leeds. Yeah. Okay, one of you is right. Oh, no. And it is a Christmas miracle. <gasps> but the correct answer is Leeds United. Yes, I did it. You fucking bitch. I did it. I Top did it. So did right it. they drew three all with Cardiff. This weekend, still top, but before then their record was 10 goals in 21 games. Jeez. Now it's 13 and 22. So it really is Christmas. Rachel has won the stat attack with Neil actually here. Oh my God. 1-0 to the Arsenal. <laughs> so we're going to move on very, very quickly to VAR Wars. Starting off, first of all, with Arsenal. They got a minus one because Devil Luiz's goal was ruled out for offside mm-hmm. against Brighton. Uh, next up then on my list is Newcastle United. Um, the goal I was talking about in the rundown where Shelby basically duped the entire um, Sheffield yeah. back line. They all didn't play to the whistle. Shelby just walked, walked the ball in. So obviously VAR checked out on Sheffield's request. And as it turns out, Joe Linton was the one they were querying. Because he was well offside. Not involved in the game, obviously. But he actually did get the assists, I should say. So, yeah, he was so far offside. Yes. He could have been in the fucking car park. But here's the thing, Neil. John Egan played him onside because he had a trailing leg. <gasps> played him onside. Um, so when the ball came in, Joe Linton came back onside because Egan pushed back. Mm-hmm. Headed the ball up to Shelby. Everyone, they all tried to do the offside trap straight away. Not really. Didn't Egan work. Egan was back there. Yeah. And yeah, Sheffield and Newcastle get a point. So, I believe that's all on my list for um, for Match Day 15. The one I want to go back to, actually, was the Arsenal-Norwich game from last week. Because I said initially that it could have been two, but it is just a one point for Arsenal because the actual handball, that was a ref decision. It was a VAR approved. Right. Cool. So, Aubameyang's penalty is retaken, and that's about it, I think. Yes. So, Match Day 16, then, we have a point for Man United, as their um, penalty for Rashford was awarded by VAR. Mm-hmm. That was a Man City still not able to defend. And then we have a uh, zero for Sheffield United, but they have a they've cancelled out. So the Goldrick goal was ruled out for being being offside mm-hmm. um, again. Yeah, and well, at the same time, Baldock was fouled. That wasn't given either. And then at the same time, let me just get my note here. 
Uh, yes, so uh, Craig Basham um, was sent off initially by the referee, straight red card, VAR had a look at it, and downgraded to a yellow. I believe that's the first or second one this season that's happened. So that's a plus one to Sheffield United. And then, VAR was really fucking kicked in this weekend. So, Bort, Aston Villa, um, Villa was awarded a penalty after a handball was spotted in the box. Uh, Bournemouth got a point as well. That was the Gosling overhead kick that was overruled mm-hmm. for offside. Then we have uh, the uh, match between United and Everton. Everton got a point because the Lindelof on goal was checked to see if the hay was fell with Carver Lewin. He wasn't, so the goal stands. Next up then is a minus one for Liverpool, as the Manny goal uh, during the second half was ruled out for offside as well. And the last one then is West Ham, who Michael Antonio uh, had another goal ruled out for handball, as he did that last month as well. Mm-hmm. So, as things stand, uh, Liverpool are officially losing VAR Wars. They're on minus three. Pew-pew. Right? And then we have a couple of players like West Ham Wolves and uh, I believe that's Crystal pa- Brighton on minus two. Leading VAR Wars is Man United on four. God damn. And two ahead of, uh, I believe that is Newcastle United, yes. So those are your two winners of VAR Wars at the moment. So they've had four decisions go for them. All penalties. Ah. All penalties. Yeah. So there you have it. And then we're moving swiftly on then to another quick segment because it's actually been quiet in December. The P45 crew. So. Two seconds to talk about this week. One from the League Two, which I know you all watch at- attentively. Mm-hmm. Crawley Town sacked their manager Gabriel Chuffy after a run of 11 games with only one win. Oh, that guy. Yeah. His last game in charge was a 2 1 defeat to Joey Barton's Fleetwood Town in the oh, FA Cup second round replay. Yeah, you deserve to be sacked yeah, if you yeah, lose to Joey much, Barton. Yeah, yeah. And one of the bigger ones this uh, season, or at least this month, uh, Everton sacking Marco Silva after the Merseyside Derby on December the 5th, replaced on the interim basis by suit and sweat band Duncan Ferguson. Which means we officially have to rename Everton Duncan Ferguson's Everton. Duncan Ferguson's Everton. Yeah. But that doesn't affect the uh, current standings. Bristol, City, Southampton and Tramore Rovers are still all on two kills. Liverpool and Fleetwood Town now join the list, which is too long for me to mention. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe the time we get to the new year, we'll have a few more to tell you. <laughs> so, with that in mind then, uh, we're going to do a r- super quick Europe vision. Oh, God. So, I'm going to go pee for now. Yes, do that, yeah. Consider it. You've, I not you've got no any. say in this matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as is often the case, we're just going to rattle through the uh, Champions League and Europa League results. Uh, nothing much to say, really. Most of the uh, groups are more or less finished at this stage. Group E started off today, which was uh, Napoli 4 Genk nil. Yeah. Uh, they tried to do their best to offseat Liverpool, who beat Salzburg 2 nil. I watched Genk, this match. Genk get a P45 bullet because that's a turned out. Yes. Got sacked. They actually got sacked after that game. 
obviously his objective was to win 14-0 and it didn't happen. <laughs> Who knew that the? What do you even do in five nil? Who knew that the? Who knew that the president? win five nil or quit. All right, then fine. I'll hold you to that. Yeah, win four nil. It's a shock to see that the president of a Serie A club is somehow unreasonable. Like that's crazy to me. Like how could you not be an unstable Italian president? Yes. No, I can't imagine. No, never. No, no. They're all very. They're all great bunch lads. But this game was great. This was the audition for Minamino, who hopefully will be signing by the time we come back on the podcast. For a cut price deal of seven and a half million pounds, I want to share this story here because it's um, kind of a bit of fun actually. I didn't know this, but Minamino will be the fifth person we've signed from the Red Bull Academy, right? Here's the disgustingly flavored. Oh, sorry, yeah, no, actually, no. This is the real Red Bull. This is Red Bull Salzburg, okay? Who came from that academy? You got on that list: Sadio Mane, mm-hmm. Nabi Keita, mm-hmm. Joel Matip, mm-hmm. and Roberto Firmino. Mm. So how about that? So we've basically been signing... We've basically been doing a Southampton on Red Bull Leipzig. Sorry, Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, not Fentiman's Rose Lemonade uh, Leipzig, which we'll get to later. <laughs> but yeah, fun game for the start off because Salzburg were just fucking hammering us. Like, if results were going their way, they were going to knock us out of the Champions League and they go for it. But um, didn't happen. The unit was in uh, Dejan Lovren's... I can't believe I'm going to say this. The unit was in Dejan Lovren's pocket for the unit. entire game. And the reason he was because he's fucking off the Dortmund. Yes. So the whole Red Bull Salzburg team are getting poached. Dortmund, who, by the way, fucking pimped it. Yes. With their fucking blackout. Oh, blackout. Yes, yes, yes. I also agree. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Brilliant jersey. Brilliant jersey. If there was ever an item of clothing. It's the best blackout gear. If was there ever an item of clothing you'd want to have sex with. Oh, I don't know. Bruce Banana. Oh, yeah. The The original one, though. Yeah. 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 Which they've which we've re-released, by the way. Yes, if I get again. Yeah, I like our retro gear too. Not as Arsenal stuff. Now the the fucking the Dortmund stuff, like the blackout kit, mm. like completely blacked out with just the crest and they silver always, silver lettering on yeah. the back. They always seem to have oh. the best fucking gear. Even their tracksuit tops are amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. no, but this was apparently that was like a, a tribute to the coal and steel. Yeah, because Dortmund was the coal and steel kind of industry heart mm. of Germany. So this was a harking back. Because it's their 110th uh, anniversary. Exactly. Um, I have been told very, very good things. AC Milan, mm-hmm. they're about to hit it, their 120th anniversary. Oh, and they're going to I've been told that their 120th anniversary edition jerseys are going to be sex. So, tune in for that, folks. Much sex are being worn. Yeah. <laughs> the conversation was about uh, Red Bull Salzburg so basically yeah. the entire front line is getting sold Minamino's going to Liverpool yeah. Units going to either Leipzig or Dortmund likely Dortmund and uh, the Korean winger Huang is off to Wolves Units going to Dortmund Units going to Dortmund because like, literally every single Man U outlet is the fucking convinced that he Hans visited Leipzig and Dortmund and they both got pitches and apparently Mino Radola wants Dortmund mm. because it's his, his agent so he really got on the gravy train. Oh, he's a Viola fucking client. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That changes everything. So, yeah, I don't know what Red Bull's going to do for their lineup. I presume they're going to go for a lineup of Pierre Gasly, Sebastian Buemi, and Max Verstappen, which would be decent. Like, good bit of pace there. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. If, yeah. he's still yeah. the, if he's still in the car, I'll. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, that's if fair. he's allowed to drive the car in the pitch, yeah. I'll be happy with that. So, in essence, that uh, leads Group B with uh, Liverpool top. Top seeds for the Renault 62 draw, which is tomorrow, actually. Woo. So I look forward to that. Napoli will be second seeds. Salzburg going to the Europa League. And yeah. I, if Can they, I jump in on Eurovision? Please do, yes. Uh, the Women's Champions League has been revamped. So um, they are going to allow three teams from the 
FAWSL into mm. the Champions League. <coughs> ah, so nice. the British coefficient has gone up. Yes. yes. And as well as that, the uh, actual method of uh, <coughs> matches and game weeks and stuff is going to change. So mm-hmm. the way it has been has been kind of a bit higgledy-piggledy. Say the least. Yeah, I would. It's kind of just. We don't know when the draw is. It'll be. They don't even know when the next draw will be. (laughs) Like it's. It's a mystery. It's like the. It's not the Carabao Cup. I I can find out until like twenty twenty four when the next Carabao Cup fucking draw. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna find. We're happy to know that the uh, women's championship draw is taking place in an Asda in Milton Keynes. So they're gonna try group stages as well, which is something that they haven't done before. Yeah. that should be fun. It just pushes every every other team forward then, because like there's good women's teams in Europe. Like Anderlecht have a decent one apparently. Yeah, um, yeah I've, I've heard Leon have a decent. Well. <laughs> Leon are okay. I think like you could cut them in half. I think like only seven of the top ten Ballon d'Or nominees are in the Leon. Team. Oh my god! Like if anything, they're fucking underball. Like, if there's any, yeah, if there's any reason to blame Megan Rapinoe, that's it. He, she broke the game. <laughs> You fucking fraud. Yeah, if Kerr's gone to Leon, that yeah, would have been a fucking... Yeah, that's it. Game over. That was, that was uh, going to stop was, football. That was one of my uh, transfer goals. Indeed it was. Yeah. Oh, flashback, lads. So, jumping back into the Champions League. Group oh, F then. still on this. We are, yes. So, Dortmund beat Slavia Prague 2-1. Barcelona, this is the important one though, because Barca beat Inter Milan 2-1 themselves, which means that Inter go into the Europa League. Ooh. And I'd say they'd be probably decent favourites for it too. Quite a lot of big hitters, actually. Which we actually miss out on because we finished top of our group. Yes. So we miss out on them and Salzburg. Mm. And you'd be relieved about that. Like, totally. flavoured, sugary, energy. Uh, Old Moon Cider, Kiwi and Lime, uh, Leipzig. So, uh, yes, so exactly. So, Barcelona top, uh, Dortmund second. I'm genuinely looking forward to, please give us Liverpool Dortmund. I just... I don't care if you get knocked out. I just want to play the unit again. Yeah. Just come on, give us that. You know you want to play the unit in the Dortmund cell. <sighs> love it, love it, love it. Like unit has. If, if you've still only got two fucking centre backs, he's gonna eat you alive. Neil, the, l- listen to the lineup. Unit Hazard, Baby Hazard, Sancho, the good Hazard, and Rice. <laughs> That's the front four. Yeah. Fuck me, like, and then the most American, most Irish. Uh, Danish man that ever lived, Thomas Delaney, running the show in the field. <laughs> Delaney on. plays for fucking Dortmund, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Motherfucker. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. So, Group G then. Um, Benfica beat Zenit St. Petersburg 3-0. And the other game in that group was a 2 wow, Benfica. Yes. No, this is, again, quite important because um, Leon drew 2 all with um, Fentiman's Rose Lemonade Leipzig. Um, and that actually saved them because this whole group turned on its head. So, Group G ends up with Leipzig, mm-hmm. top. Mm-hmm. Leon, who were third at the time, now second. Mm-hmm. Benfica were bottom mm-hmm. and are now above Benfica uh, Zenit to get into Europa League. Superior goal difference. Oh. One goal in the difference. So there's the 3 0 win. Oh. Yeah. So Zenit were actually top like two weeks ago and finished bottom. So they're not going to any European League. They're gone. They're gone back to the motherland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Group H then was Chelsea's group. A uh, bit like touch and go at the end, but uh, Valencia beat Ajax 1 0. Big fucking hot take there. Yeah. Chelsea beat Lille 2 1. As a thing stood, like Chelsea were comfortable enough, then fucking like Remy <laughs> came back oh, from the Shadow yeah. Realm and scored against them. And they got another goal, Chelsea would have been knocked out. Oh. Because of the uh, competitive mm-hmm. with the Ajax. Oh, the head to head fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, this, again, this is the, the gas thing. Because Valencia beat Chelsea, they get top seeding. Okay. So Chelsea are second. And they could get the likes of Barca, PSG. Thankfully, not obviously not us. Juventus, they can get mm-hmm. as well. So, 
Oh, yeah, they can't draw another English team until the last eight. Quarterfinals, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ajax going to Europa League, which is a huge shock. Like, yeah. like this group was so close in the end. Like, 11. Like, genuinely, the Chelsea and Valencia have the same goal difference. It was just competitive. So, yeah, 11 points, head to head 11 head points head and Ajax 10. That's how it ended up in the end. Uh, Friday's uh, football was pretty much redundant, as far as I can recall. Uh, Real Madrid beat Bruges 3-1. PSG beat Galatasaray 5-0. Um, but they were already top one and two. Exactly. Yeah. So that was a, a dead rubber. I think Bruges were in with a shout to get the Europa League. And they do, because of the goal difference. All right. And uh, they beat Galatasaray as well. Group B then, well, that was also settled. Munich beat uh, Spurs 3-1. Lesser spotted Ryan Sessegnon, scoring against Bayern Munich. Money well spent there. And Olympiacos beat Red Star Belgrade 1-0. Doesn't matter. Olympiacos were still... Uh, yeah, Munich anyway. languishing seventh in the Bundesliga. Yes, unbelievably. Yeah, 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 and still top seeds in the Champions League. So they'll probably get. They could get someone like Chelsea. That would yep. be a tasty deal. Yeah. That would be good. Tasty deal. I'd be happy with that. Absolutely. Now another fun group that did get settled. Uh, Man City beat Dinamo Zagreb four one. Although Zagreb ended up uh, starting the scoring, which was great fun. Mm-hmm. Danny Almo scoring a fucking peach of a goal, crossed in from the wing back, and he just looks over the shoulder. Half volley, top, top, above Ederson. Like, this kid top is apparent. He is, like, the toast of fucking every scout in Europe at the minute. There's, like, five clubs looking for him. And they're all, Zagreb's going, like, yes, you can have him for 13 million euros. <laughs> and your firstborn child. They're going full Dr. Evil on him. Oh, God, yeah. Like, this kid is actually really, really good. He's another 21 Spanish international. And instead of, like, staying in, like, I think he was Sevilla or Valencia, he said, no, I'm going to Croatia. And I'm going to run this fucking league. Mm-hmm. Which it worked. Um, I think United want them actually as far as I can remember uh, United, United want pretty much yeah. United need pretty much everybody yeah exactly exactly uh, the other game that was actually quite important was Atalanta beating Shakhtar Donetsk 3-0 in Ukraine which means that Atalanta qualify for the last 16 god damn they and started they off they play underwater like, that's <laughs> such a feat that's not like their last league game was against like a fucking school of dolphins yeah Poseidon FC I think yeah <laughs> good game though actually really good game liquid football you might say absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, so Atalanta might have played against 10 fish <laughs> Atalanta actually broke a record because uh, they became the first ever team to uh, lose their first three games of Champions League and then qualify for the last 16 what a time so, to be alive so they are genuinely a statistical anomaly which is the most compliment you can give Atalanta really Shakhtar go into the... We're uh, adequate! Adequate! <laughs> so Shakhtar go into the Europa League. Default. Adequate by default. <laughs> the two sweetest words in the English dictionary. Uh, and the last group we'll talk about is Group D, which was settled already. Atletico Madrid 2, Lokomotiv 0. Uh, Leverkusen 0, Juventus 2. If Leverkusen wanted to qualify, they were had to beat Juve, which they did not. So I believe Leverkusen goes into the Europa League, okay. which they do. And speaking of the Europa League, not much to say, really. I think it's fair to say, lads. It was all fairly quiet on the Western Front, wasn't it? Standard Liège, yeah, two all with Arsenal. Slight, uh, slight yeah, there was, a, there was a, a hiccup towards the end, like two massively deflected goals. Mm. Now, in, in, actually, the first one, <coughs> like you could say, you could talk about the second goal because mm. um, that was kind of lowly deflected into the far corner. Mm-hmm. But the second goal was literally one of those ones where it was going one way, yeah. hit his arse. <laughs> Yeah, and bounced down off and into the opposite direction. Yeah, it was a complete like poor freak. like oh, like yeah. Martinez could do nothing about either of them, mm. and I find any criticism. And in all fairness, there has been really not a lot. Yeah, um, I find any criticism. The pitch was dire state. Mm-hmm. Um, I the Belgian winter winter. Apparently, it was it was fine. Like literally a week before the match, 
and then the Belgian, just, Belgian winter just tore it yeah. up. It was fucking terrible. Um, but yeah, like, no, Saka, this is one of those ones where Saka just really just went, oh, hang on, wait a minute. No, I'm good at football. Nobody's stepping up here. Mm. None of the... Big what, boys. Yeah. What little of the big boys or senior players were on. And uh, yeah, so he laid on a peach of a cross. His cross for fucking Lacazette was fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Like, Lacazette literally just had to get... In the, it was one of those crosses where all he had to do was get in the way. And he got it. Danny Ings goal, if you will. Yeah, he yes. Ings did, yeah. And he just put fucking whipped the cross in with like an unreal amount of swaz. Yeah. And brilliant. And then his own goal was fantastic. Hmm. Um, assist from Martinelli. Yeah. Who drove the team on to the point where he got a start against City. Yeah, and deserved it rightfully. And yeah, yeah, no, he's the only bright spark. Mm. And uh, yeah, he drove it on, laid it off for fucking Saka, who jinked across mm, a good portion of the left half left half of the box mm. and decided oh that far corner looks tasty Boof. Mm. and just yeah. swerved it in the left half it was yeah. a brilliantly confident goal and confidence which is something that the Arsenal team seemed completely shorn of yeah it was actually great uh, for a meme quality as well because there was a point where like Frank were leading quite well with Victoria and then suddenly were going like oh we have a chance here if we score four more goals yeah yeah exactly <laughs> to be honest like we went into the game needing to lose by five to not qualify um, which is a the thought must have crossed our mind fairly right? good position although in all fairness like when the second goal went in I was like oh they're scoring with every shot they've got mm. <laughs> it's gonna be one of oh, these games it's gonna be emotional it's gonna be one of those games. but no it, yeah. it didn't even in the Arsenal even the Arsenal couldn't self-destruct that magnitude yeah. and we have Yet. pretty and we have pretty much raised self-destruction to an art form yeah but in any case uh, due to the that result and the result against Frankfurt, so they bottled. Did they spores the? Yeah. Um, we actually wind up top of the group, so we miss the likes of Ajax. We miss the likes of Inter. Leverkusen. Mm-hmm. Leverkusen. Yes. Inter Milan. Yeah. Benfica. Um, Benfica. We miss Benfica. Although I would actually quite have liked Benfica because I would have had the opportunity to go to Portugal to yeah. watch that. Hey, quarterfinals are still a thing, lads. Just yeah, saying. That's just saying. Tr- that's possible. But um, yeah. any case. Yes, um, we miss we miss all of the bad bullets, and yeah. so we get quite a softer run into. So the we get to get knocked out by a European minnow. Absolutely, yeah. I look I'll forward have, I'll have to, to check a if um, against FC Brugge. I was about to say, like, I have to check if uh, F ninety one <laughs> Dudelange from Luxembourg qualified. I don't think. Oh, can we crash out against the young boys? The young boys they're still in, aren't they? They actually are. Um, I was actually going to check that group first, but um, the one I forgot there was Celtic losing two 0 to Cluj. Yeah, they which um, contrary to believe they don't like being in Cluj at all. But now, they, they 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 were already top of the group, like much of a muchness. Exactly. They they yeah. there was literally no result they could lose by mm. that would have not seen them. Yeah. To yeah. qualify top of the group, they could have literally fielded all of the backroom yeah. staff <laughs> was like, and still have qualified yeah. top of the group. So yeah. it was literally a meaningless. Yeah, match. I think I think Cluj actually um, were qualified as well, but I think Lazio had an outside chance and then they lost two 0 So Lazio are out of the Europa League as well. <laughs> oh my God, there's such a shot. I remember when Lazio were like literally like, oh my God, we're yes. playing Lazio. We're gonna. They were so game. dangerous. They were a subplot on Dream Team. That's how bad they Absolutely. were. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were literally the comic book villain of fucking football, and now they're. Can we just say by the way, we really should like get Dream Team onto Netflix, like. People need to experience that show. It was uh, brilliant. Just so shit, and so shit, and so shit, and so people shit. People need to experience need to team, like people need to experience malaria. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a good life experience. I'd rather watch the Renford Rejects. I'd rather have malaria. What was the other fucking awful <laughs> soap opera? 
footballers' wives. That was fucking that terrible was as well. Oh, oh, yeah, but when the the whole thing was based in not QPR for some weird reason. Not QPR, yeah. Yeah, it was ba- it was a, like Earl's a really court. bad, really bad subplot to try and shoehorn as much sex as they could to yeah. daytime TV. Then realized they couldn't shoehorn as much sex mm-hmm. as they wanted, <laughs> so there was a lot of implied sex. Yes, like two people would go into a closet and then come out looking disheveled. I'm like, oh man, I want to see them doing it. Yeah. So, uh, the other results in that mattered to us: Rangers drew one all with Young Boys. They were they actually qualified with that. I understand <laughs> two red cards in that one. Uh, for some reason, Ryan Jack was booked twice. I think that's a mistake. Never mind. Um, so just the one standing well, up there. Well, what was a mistake? The fact that he was booked twice to the fact that he's got two first names. Well, it says like, it's right here. Well, that's obviously unforgivable. But uh, they say like Ryan Jack sent off the 93rd minute and also Ryan Jack sent off on the 90th plus three minutes. So just in case, like, semantics is a big deal, you know. Um, Wait a minute, did they send off Ryan on the 93rd and then send and off Jack? Jack, yeah. <laughs> they were like two, they were like uh, Miss James Jane yeah, yeah. yeah. like, so I can do football. He just, he just switched jerseys. Yeah. Like, Ryan, huh? Jack. And they keep doing carpet there. <laughs> uh, Wolves beat Bajitas 4 0 um, at home. Uh, Diego Jota scoring an 11 minute hat trick, mm-hmm. which was a re- which was going to be a record until someone run the clock and realised he missed out on the record by four seconds. Oh, well, uh... In the Europa League. Man United also beat Alkmaar with the same scoreline 4 0. Uh, Mason Green was scoring two, which is nice. One matter. Let's have spotted one matter scoring a penalty. You love to see it. You also racked up like about two assists. Or yeah. Something like that, like. So while we have you here, then uh, the teams that you could face in the Europa League, you've got <gasps> Apoel Nicosia, FC Copenhagen, Getafe, Nicosia. What? Apoel. Apoel is Nicosia. Yeah. Nicosia. That's how Nicosia. it's spelled. Nicosia. Nicosia. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. So we're trying. Your shit. How do you know you? So Copenhagen, Getafe from La Liga. I care about these people. Sporting Lisbon, by the way. That's nice. PSV. Lisbon, PSV knocked out in that group, by the way. The top of that group was Austrian side Lask Linz. There you go. Copenhagen, though. Copenhagen, yeah. Cluj from Romania. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you can't face Frankfurt. Rangers, that's a possibility. Uh, Ludogorets from Bulgaria. I think you got them last time as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. so that yeah. means we're going to get them again. Yeah, Wolfsburg. It's going to be our Bayern. Ludogorets. Like, this is how far we follow. Roma, lads. <laughs> Could Roma. Roma, yeah. Roma's an option. I'm not, I'm still allowed I'm it. not up for and, getting stabbed. And they's at Alkmaar. Those are the those Didn't are your options. Didn't we play them last year? Roma. Oh yeah, we did. And they trashed Pybury Corner. Yeah, they yeah. did, yeah. Because we shut them out. Like, we absolutely trapped. Like, we beat them tr- solidly over both legs. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. There's your options. Do you have, which one would be your favourite uh, trip? Surely Copenhagen would be a nice one, wouldn't it? I'd love Glasgow. Lisbon, oh, Stevie yeah. Gerrard applying for the Arsenal job. Lisbon, yeah, Lisbon, Copenhagen, or the blue end of Glasgow. Yeah, that'd be nice. I, really, I have a lot of friends in Glasgow, so yeah. that would be good. Yeah. I would for us, and they they're all Celtic heads, so they fucking love it. If yeah, I, if I popped over in an Arsenal jersey and we beat them, <coughs> they'd, they'd all actually would be like, "Yeah, up the fucking." They'd be singing like, "Oh, she tied the yellow ribbon." What's, what's, <laughs> what's the rest? What's the rest? <laughs> Round the old oak is a tree. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> old oak dafty. But I'm um, fucking bastards. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Um, I'm looking forward to draw myself because there's a lot of teams I'd love to play. Yeah, Atalanta look like a complete nut job. I would love to play them. Uh, Dortmund. Do you need a scuba suit? Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, like we we Salah's pretty good underwater. Like he can, he's he's aerodynamic. Have you got me in Amino now? Who sounds? Are you sure? Like I always his thought, all of his, I always thought Salah'd be quite bad underwater because all, yeah, all the bandages it get, all his bandages it get wet. His hair would act like a super. Sponge. At that point, we would have cloned Salah, so he wasn't injured anymore. 
That's that's top secret, by the oh, way. Oh no, you don't you don't mummify him before the match. No, Comics. no, 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 yeah, no. That's a that's, that's a rookie mistake. We do have yeah, a lover. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Um, and Joe Gomez when he's fit. <laughs> so yeah, I'd love Dortmund. Dortmund is top of my pick. I want them. Even if he got knocked out, I just want to play them. Uh, I think we can get Atletico, which would be a rough one. But that Atletico side have like the same attacking prowess as Stoke City, so I wouldn't be too worried. Um, yeah, Atalanta, it's getting through that. Yeah, Leon, love a game against Leon. Yeah, just a complete mental t- team. Like Depay is there, oh, fucking, you fucking your Garcuf is still there. Like, oh, I'll be great. So uh, actually, that draws on Monday. So by the time this goes out, we'll know who we have. <laughs> Hopefully, one of us is right. So. We're gonna end this bumper uh, Christmas episode with a Christmas blockbuster, lads. Amen. I'm even gonna change the jingle for this with hopefully non-licensed Christmas music. If not, it's a blockbuster theme you all know and love. <laughs> so, Because it's Christmas, right? And we all want something from Santi. I want to ask you the question. Santi <laughs> You just predicted my question. I so oh. want Kazorla back. What's the one present you want from football this Christmas? I want the FA to actually properly implement their fucking financial rules. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to get it. In much the same way as in that one Christmas where I got like a catalogue of Mega Drive games that yeah. I read out it was like 400 of them and I drew out a list of nearly 70 games and just handed it to my parents it's like oh here's what I want and they're like oh Eddie UDs I was like no that's it I want all of them and they just started off, no you're not getting all of these um, and I wound up getting none of them and you grew up then to be the chairman of Manchester City. Yeah. <laughs> I wound up to grow, grow up to be an oil billionaire. Yes. Uh, yeah, but that's that's just pretty much it. Like, hmm. uh, That's what I want. I, I want the fucking financial rules to be fucking property. Because it's very obvious like that people have just been cheating it. Mm, I agree. You know? Yeah, that's a good show. Um, like, winning the league is a very obvious one, but like, I'm not going to go with that. I want to go over something a bit more intriguing. For me, in my own head, I want Leeds to be promoted. I want, I want Marcelo Bielsa in the Premier League. Because can you imagine the mayhem of Leeds versus Sheffield <coughs> United? Also, you or want Leeds versus Leeds, Man City. Also, you want Leeds to get into the league at the same time that you win it. You don't want them being able to drop out and win the league. Yes. They, they've won the league more recently than Liverpool. 1990, yeah. And you, don't want, league, yeah, you yeah. don't want them dropping out of the league <laughs> and then coming back in yes. in the fucking gap it's t- taking you <laughs> to win it again. Exactly. I'm happy that they're there. Now, now that the statute of limitations you know, has run out, now they can come home. You now get fed up home. with all the fucking Man U fans going, oh, in the time it took Schmeichel to win the league, mm. he had a son raised him yeah and then he's won the league fucking Leicester before Liverpool have another Christmas present I want just to show this out for the banter right all as a stocking filler all those you know as a stocking filler all those you know this is the die. best blue stocking filler you'll get 
I want Everton on New Year's Day when everyone's nice and cozy, turkey dinners, watching fucking the Royal Family again. Announcing on Twitter at like midnight so no one notices. Everton have agreed a deal for Unite Emery to be the oh. next coach. <laughs> and just Everton. We need, come on lads, Everton. Everton. Good evening, this is the Everton. Dominic Calbert Louis. Brian. We've got to call you Brian. He'll be reunited with Iwobi. Yes. 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 And you'll see what Tio Walcott was. Yeah. I've heard about you, Tio. There's a plaque on for some reason where you're doing this 2 nil symbol. What does that mean? What does it mean? <laughs> that was actually literally his best moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in trainers. Rachel, your Christmas present. What do you want for football oh, this Christmas? This Christmas. And don't ask for the quality because you all, you women all, <coughs> you, you women all be shite on, on about it. on about it. And I don't, we just don't give a fuck. Like, I'm morally obliged care. to talk about women's okay, football. Okay, we don't care. Like, just once. Just out. Just want to play. Go Come back on. in the fucking kitchen. Fucking and cook some do eggs, something. Right? Be realistic. <laughs> be realistic. Here, have an egg. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Easter eggs God. for Christmas. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I was gonna say that. Oh, Shock horror. Well, but if I can't go for that, reach into the fucking choir. <laughs> um, I would like Ireland women to qualify. Yes. Absolutely. Major yep. 100% Happy yes. That, yep. yeah. yeah. And they will do it. They will do it with. Ooh. They will. Yeah. I think so. Beat Ukraine already. They're a main threat. Maybe Greece. But no, I think they'll do it. Yeah. They've got the right coach in mind. They've got Megan Campbell who's able to throw things through space and time. That's great. Look. That you can you can do anything with that, like, you know, might as well have have a fucking portal going on the team. Like that's great. <laughs> Yeah, no, that'd be yeah. mine. Uh, simple because yeah. I think they deserve it, and so, I would love to go see some games. Fucking by any measurable metric. Yes. So our three Christmas presents we want is financial equality from Neil. Woohoo! Shows, see, shows proper equality. <laughs> Men's the real, equality. the real capitalist equality. Absolutely. <laughs> the equality between people who've got testes. Yes. <laughs> Apart from them, those those other ones, the, the ones that don't have them, the have-nots. So my one is obviously uh, well. Emery was my other suggestion. Really I want I want Bielsa in the Premier League. You want Everton. I want Everton and I want Bielsa. Listen, can, can you imagine the press conference? They wrote post-match interviews of Everton versus Leeds, and neither of them can speak English. That one translator is going like, "Fuck, I don't know anymore." <laughs> That'd be great. And he thinks he's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he calls you a rat bastard. bastard. Rat bastard. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, bastard. Yeah. And I think probably the best of the bunch, maybe, for me at least, Ireland women get into the Euros. That yeah. would be definitely... <laughs> or, or, or if you want a slightly less realistic uh, wish, Ireland women actually getting their own changing rooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, know, Neil. Oh, oh, Neil. Oh, Neil. Ireland women getting their own tracksuits. <laughs> oh, Neil, no. You change into. You change into. No. <laughs> No man, my oh, sports is all God. booked up, man. It's all the booked up. Man. Bluff naivety of me. <laughs> You're hoist- many teams in my life. Naive is that what it is. Now it is, lads. Now it is. You've shown yourself. So lads, that's been a bumper um, edition of the Liquid Football Podcast. Serious and like fun in equal measure. Just what Christmas should be with friends, I guess. Absolutely. When you're having a nice, I wouldn't go that far. Like. A nice heartfelt argument around a good fucking meal, yeah. Jer. All you were missing was like someone falling asleep and farting. That was about it. Although I nearly fell asleep. You nearly did, but you didn't fart though, so it doesn't count. No, no. You don't know. We'll have to do this again just to get the fart in. Anyway, (laughs) so guys, that's been the Little Football Podcast for this year. Uh, We're going to hopefully you've enjoyed the show as much as we have. Happy New Year's to you.
So by the time we come back, we'll have a whole lot of football to talk about. Club World Cup, Champions League draw, all this other shit. We'll think of something, I'm sure. <laughs> Our livers will have definitely packed in. By Absolutely, yeah. yeah. At least one of us will be gone. Replaced oh, by a non no, 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 no. equivalent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, a token I, woman. I can yes. easily yeah, be I replaced. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I am so looking forward to all the sleep I'm going to get. I actually have a thought of Mr. Poopy Butthole. Like, I might have him on like standby because I think he's actually quite good. He's yeah, I might actually still be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I might have actually gotten used to the fact that Oh my that god, we getting... can have a nap off. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, for me, for, for me, it'll Whoever be wins, like, we both win. <laughs> like, go by my own schedule. Like, it'll be the one time I I finish editing everything because I've got like drink a play to do. You still asleep? No. Bitch. So it's only delayed till February because everyone's going to have the fucking hibernation. <laughs> I would so fucking do that. Oh, there yeah. is a, Bears have got the There's a scientific right idea. experiment where they're trying to train humans to hibernate and they're looking for volunteers. They're like, I volunteer as tribute. Because it's like, it's probably like energy efficient or <laughs> something like a, that. There was a thing there. I, remember, I think, what was it? Frankie Boy was doing an interview with, uh, fuck, it was a podcast with, oh, it's going to be a Pip. And ah. he was talking about, like, Pip asked him about like weird things he's been asked to do like on shows mm. like has he been asked for like reality TV and shit like that and he's like no but he got asked to do like <coughs> they were talking about solitude and like you know how people only really write things on tour because mm. the solitude that they get from hotels and yeah, stuff like yeah. that because they just, they're just alone the solitude is magnificent and he said he got asked to do this thing where they would send people out to live on their own in like really remote areas yeah. and he's like oh yeah you can pick like an island or you can pick to live in a lighthouse like they have this abandoned lighthouse and you go live in it and he's like fuck yeah it's the only thing he's ever agreed to mm. and he's like how long do you like and they, they came back to like oh how long do you think you'd make it like three or four days he's like fucking months man <laughs> <laughs> you have to dig me out of there like Rambo <laughs> Carpet bomb the place to get me out of there. Like, the solitude would be magnificent. Said, and that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Like in Christmas, I think about like maybe going like away. Hundred thousand Man United fans will join you on that lighthouse oh, because man. they're gonna hate the next couple of months. Oh, Just the hubris of it all of like seeing. Seeing Jordan Henderson potentially lifting the Premier League trophy, that's what's going to set them off the edge. Like, just can't. They can't that's, deal with that, it. That's just it. That's what I want. I want the loneliness of fucking. <laughs> just absolutely. The loneliness. Of it's just, uh, just to be able to sleep and draw and play games. <laughs> yeah, that's, all that's, the, that's the dream. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking the amount of notions I've had with my stationary buying, it's just been. Oh, I'm okay. so impressed and jealous. <laughs> oh, they have this kind of like battle between the two of you to see who can be the biggest stationary nerd. They're just throwing pens at each other to see who. who no, I first. would never throw any of the pens that I've got. Like, well, the ones you discard. If, if, if I throw a pen at her, like she'd keep it. No, that's true. Actually, and yeah, they, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. just feeding her. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, yeah. <laughs> like I just got a load of like sharpies. Like, yeah, and like the metallic sharpies. Mm, and yeah. just like. There's a sheen like, on them, yeah. There's yeah. like five shades of them, and it's for drawing on black paper. And yeah. I got a load of black paper at home. I was like, what are we doing with like sheets of black sugar paper? Like, what? What are we doing? What? This was am I? <laughs> I bought a pencil wrap. Like, it's a wrapped bag that you can you wrap up. Like, it's, it's beautiful. It is truly gorgeous. I got it for 11 euros. Like, literally nothing. And it's just this wrap, and it's to the tiny little ruler. I'm not going to use the ruler. 
but there's a, like an eraser and a sharpener. I'm and so just, I don't need to use So edgy. So edgy. A straight huge edge. amount of fucking pure. And it's brilliant. It's got every H grade of mm. fucking pencils and then all of the colours. And it's truly gorgeous. And I'm sitting there going like, what am I like? So I that was the uh, a fucking pure sketch artist. Like. That was the stationary podcast. Thank you for uh, tuning <laughs> in, guys. Like the Happy fucking Christmas. Marker set I've got. The marker <laughs> set I've got. I like. They're like. It's like one step below like professional cartoonist levels. Yeah. That I've got. It's it like the stuff is incredible, and I'm like, what am I doing with this stuff? <laughs> I don't and belong I'm, here. It's like it's like like I'm not, I'm an average guitar player. And I have a custom Gibson in my fucking front room, and I'm just sitting there going, "What am I doing with this?" You're, like, you're, you're just showing off now on the podcast. I'm not even this showing off. I'm not totally if anything, you're I'm just big highlight, dogging I'm highlighting the entire audience. I'm here. highlighting my own deficiencies, like this equipment. I'm actually being usurped by my own equipment. <laughs> by your own materialism. I've got a like I've got a nine pound guitar in my fucking front room that's better than I am. It just, it just sits there. And everything. It just sits there. That's yeah. all it does. If you get him on the podcast, actually. Like, to be honest, you go for it. Yeah. The fucking sound quality you get out of the prick is brilliant. Yeah, no reverb at all. <laughs> right, Rachel, guys. Rachel picked them up and she's like, oh my God, this is so it. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, that's it. That is um, our podcast for now. That's kind of kicks off our kind of Christmas uh, week of content. Like so cut out loads. Yeah, of a little bit. Yeah. Stuff. Like ten minutes of me trying to wrap this shit up. <laughs> no, I want to talk about pencils. <laughs> we'll get a sacred podcast. No. Oh, a stationary podcast. That was liquid markers. Those are liquid gel pens. You taking the piss? Or is that serious? Oh, of course, I'm taking the piss. Oh, you fucking asshole! Like I got ideas for podcasts, yeah, but whatever. pens is not one of them. All right, fine. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need me to wrap it up then? Right, fine. Yeah. Wrap it up. Fucking. You teased, and then you just took it away. If the people want a stationary podcast, maybe yeah. we will. We will give one. We will give the people what they want. In any case, guys, this kicks off a whole fucking week's worth of Christmas content. Go to our YouTube channel, Monday Madness LP. You'll see our Christmas drink and play. We played something horrendous. Oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. I remember this. We've got this. We've got our... Um, I ref- fell asleep four times <laughs> during the Christmas drink. Three playthrough. people fell asleep during this recording. I've, I've still yet to I look actually, back at it. I actually, in fairness, broken slept yeah. longer than me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, check out, we have our second round, second last round of Poke Madness, where we all uh, play Pokemon games and then battle afterwards. We also have another edition of the Top 100 coming out. We're at the second last one as well, lads. The Top 20. A lot of hot takes coming, I can tell you that much. And lastly, probably the piece of the resistance, our big fat Bobcat quiz of the year. Oh, that is going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Check that out on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, guys. So from now, that was Liquid Football. We've been Monday Madness. Have a wonderful Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year. Yeah, ho, ho, hoes. That's probably the most radio ending I've ever done. Like, (laughs) fuck me, I might actually be getting better at this.